a beautiful structure meant to guide sailors home safely, a benevolent keeper who gladly hosted soldiers for a drink. But that kindness may have gotten him killed and left him forever tending the island's light. Is this just a creepy old building or the eternal home to a restless soul? This week's episode is the Gibraltar Point Lighthouse. Fills with dread, probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood. I'm gonna kill you. Well, I was Googling something last night, and that is cost of living in Toronto, (laughs) because boy, did Tommy and I fall in love with this city, and then in light of just the recent uh, complete dumpster fire that is America right now, I was like, seems like a pretty good time to, to live in another country, and Toronto would be a great city. It is one of the all time top cities I've ever been to. Yes. It's gorgeous. We got to go on a boat, which is always my favorite thing when I go to a place. And there's Tim Hortons on every corner. Dude, I would <laughs> develop a problem with Tim Hortons, yes. but I'm okay with that because of the healthcare and just the nice people. Yes. So gorgeous. We went over to the Toronto Islands, and I mean, it, there's just a lovely energy that's just circulating throughout everything. Also a nude beach. We didn't get to go. Tommy saw a wiener. We didn't. Rude. But that's just more reason for us to go back. And we've heard from several people since then that the nude beach is very fun. And you don't have to be nude. They don't judge. You can do whatever you want. But I can be nude But you if can I want if to. you choose nice. to be nude. Yes. That's kind of, I think... I think that's a bucket list for me. Not it doesn't have to be Toronto Beach, but I think a nude beach uh, experience. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I, I just want to see do that. after that deck of cards, the big pussy energy we got. The deck of cards. Oh, that's true. That encourages one of those is to just let the sun shine on me. On me, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, you I, can do the math. Uh, in those your head. parts of me never see sun, so they would just uh, burn right up. Uh, I don't think it would be uh, comfortable. I'll get in the water nude, but Ooh. I don't want to just be like first. There's a lot of crevices for sand and stuff. <laughs> I, I feel like that. It's like if somebody spills glitter in your house, you're never getting that out. I'd die with sand in, all up in me. So, But if that's your thing, Toronto's the place to go. You got to go to Toronto. Yeah, it'll, I think it would get – you couldn't get it out. The shoes I wore in West Texas on our honeymoon still have dirt and dust. You know, like mm-hmm. the dusty, anything like that. It's, it's just, just it. your, I That's what they look like now. Yeah, Toronto, though. And we got to – there's just dispensaries you can go to. Marijuana's mm-hmm. legal. Um, just you know, you're walk just... right down the street, smoking a joint. Everybody's cool with it. Everyone no was anything. so friendly. Oh, I never yeah. saw any acts of aggression from anyone. Not even like, you know, like people didn't even seem mildly irritated. Everyone was yeah. just very cool and chill. And the weather was fantastic. Oh, it was you know, sunny, a nice breeze. It was a dream. Walking, this is where the Gibraltar Point Lighthouse is located on Toronto Island. And so taking the little ferry over there, we just walked on this little path that you can like bike and walk on and it's green and lush and so nice. And then when we got to like a more populated area, it's just riding bicycles, kids playing with each other. They're like running around on a jungle gym. They're running, playing chase. There's an amusement park. 
Yeah. Because there's, we got great food. There's a bunch of tiny little cafes and there's beaches and it's just seems like a um, a dream come true. And then there's like a whole artist community that lives there and hundred mm-hmm. year old cottages that people still live in. So people do just live there. It's not just a, a vacation spot. And man, what a great place. And there was schools. And I said, <laughs> imagine this is your life and you get to grow up on this island and go to school here. Like this, you your whole worldview and, and life experience would be completely different than someone like us that grew up in a city in Texas. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just it's fascinating after uh, several MCs walking around <laughs> an island, what really strikes you. We're like, look at that lighthouse. And the lighthouse is, I mean, it's still there for as long ago as it was built. It's mm-hmm. so impressively standing. And, of course, now everything is more digital. They don't use it as a, a functional lighthouse. There is a key to it, though. You can only employees can go in. We were not allowed to go in there, but we got up to the keyhole. We put our, uh, you know, our ghost microphone, aka my app on my phone, <laughs> to get it to talk to us. Yep. So we we'll talk about that in the show as well. But it was a really overall just a fantastic experience and uh, very fun to go. Is our first international show. It so. was, and what a way to pop that cherry. Is that an expression that we can use here? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was, you know what I said the other day when Paris asked about something he was making and he goes, what do you think the audience is going to do? I said, they're going to cream their jeans. <laughs> he goes, Why would you say that? I was like, cause Christy said it. It was funny. <laughs> so if we're using filthy metaphors, want, let's do it. Let's, I'm you into gotta it. Lean in. All right. Well, oh. yeah, it's uh, it was, it was great. It was, um, I've never been to Canada, so it was Everyone was so nice. The venue was so nice. Everyone was very accommodating, of course, because Canadians are just lovely people. So it was a, a great show, a great Judge Christie, all the grievances. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, it was a ton of fun. Isn't this one the grievance where someone at the beginning has a grievance? Because we mm-hmm. this was a theater, so we had a line. And then not only did someone else wait in line only to respond in a supportive fashion to the other grievance, and then later on, that there another party from the from an earlier grievance comes back. There's like callbacks. Yeah. It was oh it yeah, was like there a was. Symphony. It ended. Yes. I believe yes. the end and the first are tied yes. together. But yes, yes, someone just stood in line to support someone else's grievance. That's yes. that's Canada right there for you. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just a lovely place, uh, lovely people. We can't say anything greater about it. And our name was on a marquee, which I had. That was like in my dream notebook of like things I would like to see is our name up on a marquee oh, with the like go. actual physical because the Royal Theater is used to be a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it has these actual physical signs and took a photo of it. It's my Twitter background photo because I it's so meaningful to me. There so that's go. where it happened. All in beautiful Toronto. Yes. Couldn't have happened in a nicer city. Well, this was a very interesting topic. It was spooky. There's true crime elements. We got to go visit it, which we always love to do. And um, it just kind of encompassed everything we like to do in live shows. Yeah, and it's true. Yeah, you're right. It's the Toronto, they kind of say on, online, like, it's the first unsolved murder and mm-hmm. this mystery around it. And then, of course, that's going to cause some more lore to grow up around it. So, yeah, it, it had a little bit of everything. And uh, we'll come back to Toronto someday and oh. possibly never leave. I'm just yeah, kidding. I mean, you know me. I love Texas, but I, I will be back. <laughs> I'm okay with, uh, you know, I love Texas, but I'm also getting more comfortable with the idea of perhaps 
raising my children somewhere else. <laughs> where it's not 150 degrees outside and uh, the laws try to, you know, Yeah, kill well, you. yeah. yeah. And where, you All know, that. our bodies are our own and um, we don't have to worry about our kids getting, uh, you know, coming home from school every day. And I saw a meme with, I don't know if it was a meme, it was just a picture of the Canadian equivalent of the Supreme Court and they wear cool ass red robes with Ooh. white trim. They're very classy. They look like maybe a very upscale Christmas choir. Okay. And I'm behind that. I love them. There I love you those go. robes. Do love they have justices. powdered wigs or is it their own hair? They weren't wearing them in the photo I saw, but that doesn't mean that they don't have them in an office. That's somewhere. true. There might just be an office of wigs. <laughs> Their wig just open the office. door, just head after head. <laughs> I collect what a new hair one. Every shall night. I choose today? Well, uh, I don't know. Well, t- only time will tell, or a Google search. We can figure that one out pretty easily. Well, we hope you all enjoy the show as much as we enjoyed doing it. And if you were there, thank you so much. You uh, were a great audience, and we'll see you again soon. We have we have a, a show tonight. Yes. In Chicago, and then um, another one tomorrow on the 30th, both Chicago shows, two totally different shows, both uh, local topics that are very popular, and then on the 1st, we're going to be in Milwaukee, which I've never been up, so I'm very excited. we got to see the bronze fawns. Going to see it, for sure, absolutely. <laughs> well, go to SinisterHood.com slash live shows and get your tickets in. That way, we can see you, and you can bring your grievance to us. Hello, hello. Thank you so much, Toronto. How's everybody doing tonight? Well, we heard, we heard that uh, y'all skipped spring and we just rolled right into summer. And uh, I'm a little sunburned, so I definitely, uh, I, as our lovely hairstylist, we went and got a blowout right before this. She said, we had one day of sun and you soaked it all up. (laughs) It's like, yes, I did. Sorry about that. The weather's perfect. We, uh, We love it. So I don't know if this is hot for y'all, but for us, it's like perfect oh, weather. Yeah. On point, yes. especially on point for tonight's show mm-hmm. topic. So let me give y'all a little intro. <laughs> this is what I actually do when we record. I'll tell Christy, I'm going to give you a little intro. Yeah. <laughs> I say, please stop saying that every time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, a beautiful structure meant to guide sailors home safely, a benevolent keeper who gladly hosted soldiers for a drink, but that kindness may have gotten him killed and left him forever tending to the island's light. Is this just a spooky old building or the eternal home for a restless soul? Tonight's episode is the Gibraltar Point Lighthouse. So uh, we got to visit this today. It was beautiful. Uh, was it, is it called the Toronto Islands? Is that where we went? I heard someone say the islands. I was like, I don't. The we don't islands. know each other we that went well to enough. The islands today, and it was gorgeous. We took a water taxi over there. Beautiful weather. Beautiful everything. Uh, the islands. We just couldn't say, man, people live here. This like, is this nice. Is, this is where people live. <laughs> it was. It was amazing, and we did see. The lighthouse. Oh, yeah. We saw tons of stuff. A lot of people on those quad bikes. You have faith in your family to get a quad bike because we talked about getting one. And Christy said, we'll sit in the back because we'll just have everyone else pedal. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we would do that 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we saw a clothing optional beach. Woo-woo. Yeah. Oh, did we? we Tommy saw a pee-pee. 
<laughs> we didn't. He did not alert us to it. Rude. It was too late. It was I like, know. He was like, did y'all see that back there? And we're like, no, yeah, tell us when it's coming up. I was like, he said, I just looked through the trees and I, just, I saw a penis. I was like, we wanted to see that. <laughs> and it didn't even have to be particularly good anything. I always want to see something. Yeah. If I have the option of seeing something or not seeing it, I'm going to choose to see it. Are I'll you? deal with the, the trauma later with my therapist. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, and we got some delicious Greek food. Oh, I thought you were going to say we got some delicious marijuana chews. Oh, we did that, we yeah. Did that. Well, you can just smoke joints here walking around. How fun is that? I'm, uh, I mean, I think you all know, but uh, anybody who's in, interacted with me at all also knows that I'm all red-blooded American, but this is the land of the free. When you can spark <laughs> up a joint walking down the street, I was like, where am I living? What is happening? Great. We've gone, we've been here 24 hours when we've been to two dispensaries. <laughs> um, and then I was like, man, how do you set yourself apart? Because there's, I was like, y'all got to have gimmicks. And then... I took it upon myself to rename some of the dispensaries because I feel like Hemispheres has really missed an opportunity and it should be Hemispheres. So if anybody works for Hemispheres, <laughs> please pass that along. There was another one too. I don't remember. What did we go to last night? We went to the Cana Cabana. Cana Cabana. And then today we went to... Purple uh, Circle. Purple Circle. Purple Circle. Yeah. I just like saying the names. It was fun. Both places, different, both great. Oh yeah, everything's great. It's just, uh, er- well... Okay, well, I, I'm i not going to say I'm addicted to marijuana because I'm not. <laughs> but And I think it's impossible think. to become that. But I think we're both addicted to Tim Hortons. Oh, my gosh. The Tim Hortons started in Columbus. Um, and it has continued over the border. <laughs> the only other thing I've ever heard you talk about as if the way that you talk about Tim Hortons is Diet Coke and you are absolutely <laughs> addicted to Diet Coke. And so just driving, she's like, if we pass a Tim Hortons, I'd love it. If we could just get a, can we put search on the way? Can we search on around? <laughs> and you know what? We all went in and we all ordered it. We so love good. the ice caps. They're so good. The ice caps. Yeah. Is that, do y'all like it or is it like, okay, y'all do. Okay. Because there's stuff that we have, and it's like, yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. But I'm glad that it's, it's a local thing that we also <laughs> like. We're in the know with yeah. cool local Canada stuff. And this was another cool thing. Going to the island, I, uh, oh, I loved awesome. being on the boat. I also love, if you're a water taxi driver, it's the most not only chill but also supremely confident I've seen anyone because they run those boat toward the wall at 60 kilometers, I guess, per yeah. hour. Uh, just heads up, we don't understand your metric system. The and best, it's, it's been an issue the since best, we've been here. We were driving in and we're looking at you. Know, it says kilometers per hour or whatever. And Christy's like, in the outline, we talked about the lighthouse is 52 feet tall. So it's 16 meters. So... 16 meters is 52 feet. And we're all like, that's not helpful. She's like, but if you think about it, then that means 52 feet is 16 meters. Like, still not helpful. It is, though. It's a conversion. It was just an odd one. Normally, it's like like in the elevators at the hotel. No. Two meters equals six feet. Also helpful. Don't talk about the elevators. I... Oh, well... What Here's the was. thing when you can just openly smoke on the streets is we go to... What was it called? Cana Cabana. Cana Cabana last night. Um, lovely gentleman, frazzled. He was, having, he was having a night. It was packed. It was too. a fire sale. <laughs> it, was, it was wild. But then on the way back, we're like, oh, we can just like smoke this. Like, it's not a big deal. Well, by the time we got to the hotel, 
We get it. Our when you get off the elevator at the hotel, our rooms are like right in front of the elevator. So we get to our floor and the doors open. This is on me because I did not involve myself as soon as I had in what was happening. It's but, also on me because you all said, because as my whole life, I'm the dorky little sister who's not like the cool marijuana smoker. So everyone kept going, Heather, take it easy. <laughs> Heather doesn't take anything easy. Heather takes everything so hard. <laughs> and if one is good, a thousand is better. And so, yeah, that was on me that I was just leading the charge out of the elevator and I should not have been. And they open and she goes, wait, this isn't our floor. And we're like, we're on floor seven. No, this isn't us. Something's happened. So we have to get back in the elevator, go all the way down to the lobby. And then we get there, I go, what did it, what are you, what happened? What are we even doing? Because I wasn't paying attention. She's like, we didn't open. I go, Heather, there's multiple elevators on the floor. Like we just didn't open at the one in front of our door. Yeah, there was a bank of four elevators. Our door was in front of the one on the far left. We were in the elevator on the far right. And I was very convinced that our door was gone. I just got out and I was like, no, this isn't the floor. I was like, we must have gotten on the wrong side of the elevator. And they're like, well, there's only one side. So it's probably not that. I was like, no, the door's in the back open. They're like, no, they don't. They don't open. Yeah, that's what was like, we, we have got to hit the, the wrong rear. side. We go into the back. We're like... Heather, is this your first time in an elevator? Like, they're it's the stressful. same here I was in America. No, it's not. They're Canadian elevators. They're like, no, they, I was like, they go side to side and up and down. They don't, they don't though. They just go up I and down. I also have, I've been liking to reference everything as back in America. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, has George, is George still in America or has he come over to Canada? Because we don't get to say that. No, we don't get to say that at all. Uh, and also, just so you all know, you are in the presence of royalty. George Brown, Tommy's dad, Christy's father-in-law, the He's show here. dad, is here. He's Give it up for house. George Brown. Give it up for George Brown. Amazing. Tommy Brown is also Tommy here. Tommy Brown's in the house. Paris Brown's not in the house. Let's boo him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> He's very sweet. And boo, we're Samsung. <laughs> Um, yeah, but we have, uh, we had a great time today. We can't wait to tell you about it. And we can't wait to tell you about this lighthouse. <laughs> Has anyone, round of applause, have you been to the lighthouse? Do you know of the lighthouse? Okay. Have, have you been you- to the island? Yeah. Okay. There was a lot of people on the island, like, first of all, the optional nude beach, but also just like playing volleyball, kayaking, grilling out, having snacks, whatever. Tump out of a kayak. We all just stood there and watched, like, God, I hope he gets back in. He did. They did. But we were zero help. Yeah, I mean, made it. What were we going to do? I don't know. We were way too far offshore. (laughs) Uh, Just yell support from afar. But yeah, I don't know if I went to the island if necessarily absent now knowing what I know about it. I would be like, oh yeah, let's just get off of the boob beach and go over to see this cool lighthouse that's hidden in the woods. So I get it. If you've been to the island but not the lighthouse, now's your chance. Now when you go back, next time you you go, now you're like, oh, I'm going to go to that haunted lighthouse now. Yeah. Well, I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And let's get into it. Thank you. Oh, wait. You haven't met Baby. Oh, sorry. We should explain this. This is Baby. This is, it's Baby. So in Columbus, a listener gave this to us. It is Mothman. Um, And we said, oh, did you make this? And she goes, no, a friend of ours did. She's not a fan. And we went, okay. And she was like, she doesn't listen to any podcast. It sounded personal. It wasn't. And she has an Etsy store and makes these. So Baby is now our uh, little tour mascot and has been sitting with us each evening. 
We're, TBD if it's haunted. Probably so. It's cursed for sure, <laughs> looking at it. Uh, but well, that's it. So you're Christy. I'm Heather, and this is Baby. And this is Baby. Yeah, and we're going to get into it now that we've made Baby's formal introduction. <laughs> The Blue Jays, the Raptors, the CN Tower. Get, yeah, woo it up for... This is y'all's city. This is a city, right? We're in oh, a city? Oh, yeah. No, okay. we're in the city. I don't know what a province is. Um, I just know we don't have them. I told you I go Dallas is Toronto and uh, Ontario is Texas. And that, Canada okay. is USA. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, I was like, go. but what about Canada? It's she like, had to break it all the way down. Zooming out. We're zooming out. <laughs> well, Tim, oh, pea meal bacon sandwiches? Is that a thing? We Googled, what's Toronto about? And then we found out, and we have not seen these yet, but I'm going to have to try one of these. You got to. So uh, DM us if you got a favorite pea meal bacon sandwich place. <laughs> Tim Hortons and the world-renowned International Film Festival. Toronto is known for many things, but none more so than its diversity. Nearly half of the city's population was born outside of Canada, and more than 136 languages are spoken throughout Ontario's capital city. Rightfully so. Torontoians, Torontonians, Torontonians advertise their city's diversity with pride, welcoming all with the city's official motto, In diversity or strength. Oh, is that your Canadian accent? Trying. <laughs> <laughs> One shining gem of the already beautiful city is the Gibraltar Point Lighthouse, located on the Toronto Islands, a short 15-minute ferry ride from downtown. More than just a beacon of safety, an air of mysterious lore has developed around lighthouses and their keepers, and the Gibraltar Point Lighthouse is no different. The solitary nature of the lighthouse keeper's life means hours alone, little contact with the mainland, and in the case of Gibraltar Point, murder. Mm. I do think I can never be a lighthouse keeper because I do like uh, attention, talking to other people, <laughs> uh, like interaction attention. with strangers. I love, you, you know. Can, your boat can't pass until you pay me a compliment. <laughs> yeah, like, let's talk. What are you guys up to? They're like, we just need to go and talk. I would be terrible at that. But I can imagine if you really wanted a solitary life, this is a freaking dream job. To live on an island, gorgeous view. For sure. You got, I mean, you have a big responsibility. Yes. But with great Reward comes great power. The reward is you're living on a beautiful island. Absolutely. And, and if you don't like people, that you don't have to deal with people. There you go. You just have to deal with boats. In 1793, the first lieutenant governor of Upper Canada, John Graves Simcoe, was making changes to the area now known as Toronto. He moved the province's capital to the area then known as York to fortify it against Canada's rowdy neighbors to the south. We're sorry, you guys. It's us, the Americans. First construction was completed on Fort York, situated on the mainland. The nearby peninsula was called Gibraltar, Gibraltar Point by Simcoe, as he had hopes the place could be... Fortified so as to be impregnable. According to Lighthouse Friends. No one's getting that place pregnant. <laughs> you can try. Lighthouse Friends' publication... It's not our friends that we met at the lighthouse that we've just <laughs> quoted. Although, we didn't meet any people at the lighthouse today, did we? Well, 
no living people. That's true. Yeah. I pulled out the I pulled out the ghost hunting apps. We got some ghost hunting yeah, apps going on. We pulled out the Oculus, uh, the Apple Store app that Oculus. <laughs> oh. Oculus lets you see 3D. That's right. We got the Ovulus, and uh, I also found one that was the M2 Ghost Hunter Extreme. <laughs> like four different buttons on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, uh, I'll share with you my results. I'm going to guess bacon was on there. We have yet to use it when we don't get bacon. Shockingly. Oh, well, and if it, there was a bacon sandwich around, now it makes sense. Well, you'll find out, won't you? The lighthouse was completed in 1808. Initially, a 16-meter or if you're from where we are, that's 52 feet. A hexagonal structure. The lighthouse is comprised of limestone sourced from Canada and was the first stone building in Toronto. In 1832, the lighthouse was raised to 82 feet in total. Sorry, I didn't convert that to meters for you guys, but you <laughs> probably know. For nearly 50 years, it was the tallest building in Toronto. According to the CBC, the initial lantern that kept ships on course Burned sperm whale oil. That's, there's only one way to get that oil. We all know, yeah, what an unfortunate name for an animal. You know? Of all the, yeah, of all the things you could be called, don't put sperm in the front of it. Not in front. <laughs> John P. Rademuller was hired as the lighthouse's first keeper. He served from July 24th, 1809 until January 2nd, 1815. He was entrusted to the post by the lieutenant governor at the time, after having spent most of his career first as a farmer, then as a servant to the English royal family. His job as the keeper was to light the lamp every evening. At the first sign of dawn, he would extinguish the flame until later that night. Additionally, he was in charge of signaling the city every time a big ship pulled into the harbor, according to Spacing Toronto. Yeah, this man had a fascinating life. I mean, it was, you start off as a farmer, which he loved. That was his number one dream. And then just sort of stumbled into the career as being the number one go-to guy traveling with the English royal family. And then the guy that he was traveling with a lot got sick and then didn't travel anymore. And so he ended up in Canada and uh, was like, I just need some land to farm again. And they were like, we have something it's like farming, but... (laughs) Hear but me out. instead of a living animal, it's just a building. Yes, that you have to make sure that you maintain. Instead of putting water, but it's on gorgeous farmland. It's true, that's true. In lighthouse logs, Rademuller wrote of his love for life on the island, according to Creepy Canada. After a year at his post, Rademuller met a woman named Magdalene in 1810. The two married at St. James, Toronto's first church. Not long after, the couple welcomed a baby girl named Arabella. The three began a happy and quaint life in the one-and-a-half-story log cabin on the lighthouse grounds. Have any of you watched the television show, I believe it is no longer on the air, called Creepy Canada? Woo, if you've heard of this. It struck me as a bit of like an unsolved mysteries, maybe like a beyond belief fact or fiction, but all the stories are from Canada. And I was like, I have to binge watch this now. (laughs) Everyone's very nice. And extremely awesome (laughs) reenactments, including this whole ass story is reenacted. Rademuller's peaceful life on the island came to an abrupt halt when the War of 1812 broke out. The Great Lakes became a key battleground, and maintaining control of Lake Ontario became of the utmost importance. For three years, Rademuller bravely manned the lighthouse, ensuring the British fleet remained safe from running aground. 
On Christmas Eve 1914, the Treaty of Ghent was signed between the U.S. and the U.K., effectively ending the war. Because the treaty was signed in what is now known as Belgium, news that the war was over did not reach Toronto for nearly a month. Tragically, Rademuller would be sent to his grave, never knowing the war had ended. Ain't that about a bitch. Mm-hmm. The Jew... Back then, the shit did not get anywhere forever. No. Yeah, you could have like a, a full ass baby and not know. Nobody for, would know. For I mean, you would know, but you're. Yes, sure. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the delivery would was... not know that the baby had been born until it was. No. Or somebody, something, somebody dies. You don't know for months. A war ends. No, and you're just oh, fuck. The war is still going on, but it isn't. You're yeah. like things are. What are we fighting for? It's Schrodinger's cat. Schrodinger's like in one war. world, you, the world, the war is still going on. We take for advantage how quickly I uh, haven't. T-Mobile has fucked me, um, <laughs> and I have not had Wi-Fi since we crossed over. It's been a whole thing. <laughs> but how? What? I'm so inconvenienced because yes. I don't have at my fingertips anything, like, anything I want. But they had to wait months just to get word. You can receive and and make phone calls, but that's like you're pretty much. Yeah, and I'm still bitching about it. But that's it. But who wants to receive a phone call? No, no never. Unless something is super wrong. Yeah. If my phone rings, it better be an emergency. <laughs> but no, it's just people wanting to buy my house or get me to vote for them. Nah. <laughs> During the war, a military blockhouse had been built not far from the lighthouse. Here, so- soldiers from Fort York kept watch over the harbor ready to defend it should the Americans attack. During their downtime, the soldiers would often visit Rademuller to imbibe in his homemade beer. For in addition to running the lighthouse, he also supplemented his income by brewing and selling his own German-style beer, according to the CBC. He was beer brewing before it was trendy. Yeah, he was the original hipster. Yeah, I think that was one of like the pandemic. People were making bread, they were making their own brews. Cross-stitching. What is more like quarantine back then than just being stuck on a lighthouse in the middle of a war that's over that you don't know about? Yeah. He's no, like, oh, fuck, it's time is meaningless and the flat circle. We, this, is, <laughs> this could be now. This could be now. He's like, my phone stopped working. I don't know what's going on there. Fuck it. I'm going to make beer in my tub and share it with people. I'm gonna, would you like some of my homemade brew? I brewed it myself in our bathroom. Yes, I would love some. But if the soldiers were there and there was nothing to do, nah. man... You'd be dumb not to. You ever drank homemade moonshine? I have. It's good stuff. I mean, it'll burn the... Yeah, it's straight rubbing alcohol. Hair off your lip. <laughs> it is. It's rough. Ooh. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's good, but no, I, no, 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 I no. have drank it before. It was given to me in a mason jar. That's how you distribute it. That's the it. only way that's... you can... I don't know if it was made in a bathtub, but probably. I was also given it... Uh, on my way to go uh, tube a river in Texas. So it could not have been more redneck than <laughs> the, the whole scene was painted for moonshine. The number one thing is like, I'm like, we don't talk different. We are like normal. We're just like everybody else. And it's like, I slugged the moonshine before I got on an inner tube and shot myself down a river. And it's like, well, maybe everybody's a little different. We all, we share in our diversity is our strength. Don't we? Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Despite this under-the-table enterprise, local paper, the York Gazette, praised Rademuller, calling him an inoffensive and benevolent character. Edward Butts. Hell yeah. <laughs> author of Murder, 12 True Stories of Homicide in Canada, 
echoed these sentiments, writing that Rademuller was reasonably well-educated, polite, humble, and quite public-minded. There's nothing more public-minded than just tub beer and sharing yeah. it with everybody. You and, and what's more, really, this is more American than Canadian, but then try a profit in an office. <laughs> Absolutely. And charge everyone's a couple dream. bucks for somebody to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. those hops don't grow themselves and buy themselves. He's got he's to recover expenses. Well, that benevolence may have been his undoing. There are several versions as, as to how Rademuller met his grisly end, the night of January 2nd, 1815. In one version of the story, two soldiers had been indulging in the drink at the keeper's cottage when Rademuller decided the duo had had enough and cut them off. That is something that you don't think about, is that when you're the person that's distributing the, the tub brew, is that you have to now be responsible for cutting people off from slugging the tub brew. You're the distributor and the, the owner of every... You're all of it. It's all on you. Too many hats. He's yeah. got too many hats on. Or... In contrast, you just don't cut people off. It's up to you guys. You I made this so. choice. <laughs> just let him slug it. Another version of this story suggests the soldiers believed Rademuller had sold them watered-down booze after the bottles of beer froze during their frosty walk back to the blockhouse. Realizing this was due to a low alcohol content, the soldiers, feeling slighted, returned to the lighthouse to confront Rademuller. I mean, we've all been in both these situations. <laughs> when it, what's y'all's closing time? 2 a.m.? Yeah. yeah. Okay, see some things. There's no borders for we some did, things, guys. We, we were driving through. We were like, this is like bizarro America, like, but nice everything. She goes, there's just not trash blown all over the streets everywhere. I go, it looks like somebody's power washed everything, too. Yeah. We're like, y'all's downtown is so nice. It's so clean. There's, I go, there's not trash just everywhere. And there's like, it looks like they've cleaned the, the sidewalks. Yeah. It's so nice. Everybody's like friendly. That's like when you have a car and you don't wash it and you're like, my car's a piece of shit. And your friend just washes their car and you're like, your car's nice. And it's like, yeah, we just take All care of things here. Yeah. I'm like, why doesn't it look like this? Well, yeah, you just take care of things here. <laughs> but yeah, your closing time. Closing time for us is also 2 a.m. We've all been there. It's like 1.45. Yeah. You just want to get that last drink in. And you're like, like ma'am, Lee, your, your time is done. We've already closed you out. But also, have you ever gotten a drink and gone back up to the bartender and you're like, um, did you forget to put the alcohol in this? I would, like, so for, there's a meme that goes around that says, like, I don't understand how lawyers can argue with each other without crying. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't do that anymore. I do comedy now. Um, the same way, I'm, like, so non-confrontational that I would just drink if it was yeah, supposed to. Yeah, you would drink. You'd be like, oh, is it's this, okay. is this vodka? Oh, it tastes like I'm water. Sorry. I'll just keep drinking it's it, fine. though. And since I met you, and now I tell you, I have a tiny Christy that sits on my shoulder, and it, <laughs> all it does is tell me to stand up for myself and be like, so something with the wedding wasn't exactly, it was like one of the vendors who ended up being very nice, but something at the time wasn't quite what I asked it. And I was like, it's fine, it's fine. And then there was a tiny Christy on my shoulder going, it ain't fine. <laughs> you asked for this. They did not deliver that. Tell them. You tell paid them, money please. for it. You paid good money for it. And I was like, <clears throat> <sighs> And then I was like, excuse me, I would like to ask a question about this thing that we decided. And they were like, oh, my God, yeah, you're totally right. And I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> and the tiny Christy on my shoulder was like, good for you. <laughs> so, Did it. Proud yeah. of you. Well, so that being said, you would not go back up to a bartender. Maybe now I would be like, 
excuse me. <laughs> I would like to ask you a question about this drink that you have made for me, but maybe my, but I don't really go to bars anymore. My younger right. partying days, I just sort of been like, whatever. Back then, though, I was ordering you guys. <laughs> what was your drink? Crown Royal, peach schnapps, and cranberry juice. <laughs> And I wonder why I ended up, like, ralphing in a CVS bag in my boyfriend's Dodge Ram outside. And it was like, why would oh, I ever? None of oh. those things go together, no, I thought really. it was so cool. And then the only other person that I knew that, like, what their drink order was was my dad. And he always drank Budweiser, not Bud Light. And so Ooh. I would go to the so bar and be like. drink. Can I have Can I a, get Bud a Budweiser? Not like, Bud Light. And they're like, oh, you're drinking diesel. Oh, yikes. And I'm like, yeah, yikes. I'm like, oh, no. And you take one sip. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it goes down rough. It and goes you light down up rough. a Marlboro Red. Hell, yeah. Now we're getting into my history. Swisher Sweets. I was so Swisher Sweets. <laughs> Last night, you mentioned Swisher Sweets. You go, man, this reminds me about the time I smoked a, what are they called? Swisher Sweets? I was like, oh, yeah, Heather. <laughs> they are called that. I was a wild 19-year-old working at the Magic Time Machine. <laughs> Man. Well, anyway. <laughs> anyways, yeah. Uh, <laughs> while there are no records to confirm, this is what happened. Richard Fiennes Clinton, a guide with Muddy York Tours, said in an interview on CBC Radio's Here and Now, these versions of the legend seem reasonable. It was just after New Year's Eve. The harbor very well could have been frozen. It was very, very cold. There wouldn't have been much else. There wouldn't have been much else to do. And certainly, drinking the night away seems like it might have been a possibility. What nobody knows is that later became a what's t- who sings tub Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba. Yeah, <laughs> y'all know Chumbawamba here. Is that just an- okay? <laughs> All right, I'm totally kidding. Today, this is how stupid I am. We're getting our hair done, and I go, "Oh, they have the same music we do." <laughs> As if y'all wouldn't for whatever reason. They have the music that we love, including Justin Bieber. Yeah. I'm now a believer. I've been oh, yeah. converted. We went I was... to the Justin. Yeah, he's, he is one of yours. We went to his concert uh, a few weeks ago. Heather got me tickets for my birthday. Um, we're just a couple years away, you guys, from full-on revival. Full-on Bieber revival. He's making the switch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But it didn't seem to... There was a lot of, you know, religious undertones. But, man, those gals behind us did not... Oh, no. They, they were slugging the Trulies, the Bud Lights, and then one girl goes, I am so fucked up, Brianna. <laughs> <laughs> and then on stage, he's like, God will take care of us. God, God is here for us. He's Take you know off what? your shirt, Justin. Yeah. I heard her go... We're like, he's not about that life anymore. Read the room. And he's just like, if you have... God holds you close, he holds you close. And the girl behind us goes, yeah! And I was like, did someone hand her a truly or she felt the Lord's spirit? Uh, or both. Who knows? Um, she knew every word to every song. Baby, no baby, baby. But oh. she didn't sing. It was just that. It's so loud. Oh, God, coming to the altar like a track star. I was like, oh, my God. It was a lot. It was a long two and a half hours. Oh, I but wonder. It, it was, yeah. It, but now the... I'm so fucked up, Brianna, has become part of our uh, vernacular, vernacular, which we love. So we got that out of it. And Heather met some lovely people outside that were protesting the concert. And it was all for God stuff. And we're like, y'all need to go see the show because you don't, he's doing what y'all are doing. Like, y'all are on the They were doubling up efforts. They were doubling up efforts. They didn't do their due diligence. They're just (laughs) protesting anybody that sings rock and roll. Little they know, Biebs, nice... Y'all have seen his documentary. You have to, right? He has yeah. several, but 
I've seen it twice, and I sobbed like a baby in the theater <laughs> watching it, as did Tommy. We took his young sister. She was like, what's wrong with y'all? And then the next week, Tommy, on his own, took his best friend. We were like in our 30s when this happened, tw- early, middle 20s. And uh, went and, and took his best friend to Can't see get it. That's enough. how much we loved it. You got bathed was, in that Bieber love. Oh, he was so good. Yeah, that was, uh, what a night. What a night. You we got Drake? Converted. Yeah, yeah. Y'all like Drake? Yeah. Drake? Who else is Canadian? Shout out your favorite Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Celine Dion. Celine Dion. Oh, yeah. I forgot oh, about man. her. Shania. Oh, oh how yeah, do I forget Shania. Shania. The queen. Yeah, oh, man. I forgot That's about that. Regardless of their purpose, 52-year-old Rademuller was on the receiving end of the soldier's rage that night. Creepy Canada reported the keeper was first beaten, then attacked with an axe, presumably while his wife and young daughter slept in the nearby cabin, although there are no records of their whereabouts. Other versions of the story have Rademuller chased to the top of the 16-meter lighthouse by the soldiers, that's 52 feet, by the soldiers who then tossed him over the railing. The soldiers, wanting to avoid being caught, then took his body, dismembered it with an axe, and buried it in pieces around the island, keeping the authorities from discovering it. Though no body was found, the York Gazette reported, From circumstances, there are moral proof of Rademuller having been murdered. So next time you're out enjoying your new beach, just keep in mind that there's body parts buried all around that island. Under all those beautiful tulips you guys have. And on the beach, the body parts are all out. They're yeah. not buried anywhere. Mm-hmm. Not buried under nothing. I'm burying it. I'm not burying it in a banana hammock. I'm not burying it in a one piece. Nope. One piece, two piece, no piece. No piece. The two soldiers ran, but were eventually caught. Even without a body, when they were finally found, the pair was arrested. Researcher Eamon O'Keefe pulled the scant court records available from the time which reportedly showed two soldiers tried for the crime, John Henry and John Blueman, who in some records is called John Blowman. I think I would go with Blueman. <laughs> if I had to This choose. is very Tobias. Yes, they're like, are you John Blowman? And he's like, uh, you spelled it wrong, actually. It's Blueman. But also back then, and up until the mid-70s, maybe later, it was just real easy to just decide you were someone else and just change your name. This case, he went from Blumen to, well, Blumen to Blumen, whichever. That was only a few different letters. You could just change your name, tell people you were from anywhere. That's why these two soldiers took off running because you make it far enough and you just go like, oh yeah, I was born a couple ways away. Anyway, I'm uh, There's not records. Nobody, I'm a dentist. Nobody can Google anything. I guess. And they're like, okay, yeah, he's a dentist now. He's a dentist in town. I learned when I was getting my passport to come here that if you just go by a name and you're like addressed by it and you sign your name that way for four years, you can just, it's grandfathered in. You don't even have to go get it changed. That's loose. You just start going by that. <laughs> yeah. That is loose. So, I mean, if, what, what is your uh, Church of the Subgenius name? Oh, Dr. Sharky Blowman. <laughs> it's a new <laughs> it one. It is now. It's a new one. You just start going by that in four years when we come back. It's going to be, I'm Christy. welcome to the stage, Christy Lawson, Dr. Sharky Blowman. That's right. Mm-hmm. At the trial, fellow soldiers and the coroner all testified. The records from the trial give no reason 
but the newspaper reports printed the headline on April 15, 1815. No conviction of the supposed murderers of the late J.P. Rademuller. Wow. They just, that was it, man. They said there were some... You don't have DNA. You don't have a body. You Mm -hmm. got a bunch of soldiers saying, no, we know where they were. What are you going to do? Yeah, if you got your your, uh, fellow, uh, you know, everybody hanging out together in the troops. They're called troops and they're in a battalion. My bad. But, you know, everybody in the battalion, they're all going to vouch for you. Mm -hmm. So uh, you got nobody and you got a bunch of friends saying you're legit. I think it's a one-way ticket to getting off. Not in that way. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I meant not getting convicted. But John Bloman can do whatever he wants after (laughs) he can celebrate privately. (laughs) A few years later, the Duran family began its nearly century long care for the poet lighthouse. Beginning in 1822, James Dernan manned the lamp and kept his post until 1854. After that, his son George took over and served until 1904. It was during George's time in charge that he encountered the former keeper in both physical and spiritual form. According to Creepy Canada, George's encounters with the supernatural began inside the lighthouse itself, specifically on the stairwell. George would hear footsteps, had to check them out, but each time he found the staircase empty. Time and again he would hear the steps, but never once found anyone there. I would. I think again, if you work in a place that you're by yourself, that is prime time. And when I work from home, I mean, our job mostly when we're not traveling, we're at home. The times that Paris has to go to the office, I think I hear things. But I have technology of cameras to check, or I have dogs around. You open that it's a hundred stairs at the top of that lighthouse by yourself, and there's no windows on the way up all the time. That's a long track down to see if anyone's there, too. God damn, you're like, oh, and no one's <laughs> even tracking your steps. You don't even get credit yeah, for on your you Fitbit. You don't have bit like, to oh, even bitch. tell you, like, good job or give you awards and stuff. Mm-mm. The lighthouse, it's locked, so we couldn't go in it, but it's just, we were both like, seems like it should be taller, but I guess... Maybe trees were shorter back then. You said that it used to be, and the sign says it used to be a little bit closer to the water, but the water has receded. We were also like, isn't it amazing that the Toronto Islands used to be part of kind of all one big, it was a peninsula, but then, you know. The winds came and blew them apart. And you go, Christy goes, it's Pangea. I did. It's Pangea. I said they struck again. Pangea. One of my top five favorite words is Pangea. It's right up there. And if I, Heather's just bucket. We I love bucket. We figured this out the other day. She loves bucket. We were at a place called a rusty bucket, which sounds like something John Blum does. But uh, it was, that's Pangea. That was the explanation. I make a Pangea joke whenever I can. So it's, it's, it's very similar. Well, George's encounters became more startling. One day as he was maintaining the lighthouse from its highest point, He looked down at the grass below and saw a man standing there. Not a normal visitor to the island. This man had both of his arms hacked off, leaving only bloody stumps on either side. Seeing the man so badly injured, George ran to help. By the time he made it down to the grounds to investigate what he'd seen, the man had vanished. (sighs) It's not what you want to see. No, I mean, but I think best, did you want to deal with that, though? Aren't you kind of like, Phew. I think George Jernan plays the hand he's dealt. And he's like, well, today's, this is what I'm doing today. This is what I, yeah. Thought I was just filling so this baby questions? up with sperm whale oil. Turns out I'm going to be triaging somebody down. St- but <laughs> it was a goddamn ghost. George continued his work on the grounds and in the lighthouse. 
but his once peaceful job had taken on an eerie feeling. Now when George found himself working alone up in the lighthouse's peak, he felt as if he was being watched. Soon that nagging suspicion was confirmed when George turned around to see the same man from before now standing in front of him. Again, the man disappeared. He's getting well, braver. The ghost ran He's up the lighthouse steps. <laughs> he made the trip. If he runs up all those steps, give him a minute. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like an elevator pitch. If you came all this way, we'll listen to you. <laughs> you get 30 seconds. Yeah. Go. The third and final time George encountered the spirit was in 1904. It was as he was conducting maintenance on the lighthouse. This time when he looked up, he saw the bloodied man standing a few yards away from him in the field. According to Creepy Canada, George got the unshakable feeling that the specter wanted him to follow. The mortal lighthouse keeper acquiesced and soon found himself standing in a dirt patch near the apple orchard, about 150 meters to the west of the lighthouse. He began to dig, first coming upon a bootlegger's bottle, according to Creepy Canada. Then he found something more grisly, a human jawbone. If a specter asks you to follow it, you or telepathically no. tells you to follow it. Any of that. You don't? You don't do it? I would. I mean. I gotta see what they gotta say. Well, then you're gonna be coming upon a jawbone. And then I get a podcast episode written about me. That's right. Centuries later. Heather went to the lighthouse and tried to pace out where this would have been. Yeah, the apple orchard. And then use the, the app. Well, we did. Oh, we got our app. What did, uh, what kind of readings did we get when i got over there i got the word recuse and away Mm. and george suggested that maybe it meant it wanted me to i thought it meant it wanted me to just fuck off (laughs) which i was like i'm so sorry i will leave um but he was like maybe it wanted you to go like i was too far away and it wanted me to come back the other way Mm. george's nephew john who grew up around the lighthouse gave an interview to the cbc in 1958 to discuss his and his family's experience on the grounds. Pointing to a spot, he told the interviewer, That's the apple orchard where some of our family dug up the bones of the old lighthouse keeper that was murdered. The accent's getting better, I think. (laughs) He, uh, I love this fella. He, uh, just with all the utmost sincerity, this whole interview is from the CBC archives, and the reporter in 1958 took this, assignment and treated it like the assignment of a lifetime it was the assignment of we're talking about it oh i loved it he was so serious and everyone just did the interviews again it was just this kindness of like oh yeah i'll talk to you about it sure absolutely and john being one of them his he's the lighthouse family they got it in their bones Mm -hmm. according to the cbc after george found the bones he reburied them though the site of the second grave is unknown after giving the bones a more proper burial, George still saw Rademuller strolling the grounds. But after the reburial, his ghost appeared to George with his arms fully intact. And I wonder, too, as we, one of our pre- previous tour topics, which was more supernatural, if there was some issue that he had with having an improper burial, that that mm-hmm. could cause people to, you know, cause a spirit to linger. And once it is put to rest as it should be, now he's not haunting the island because he's, he's got a problem. No, he's just retired in a place that he loved. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, now he can relax. He doesn't have to go around looking for his hands anymore. Mm-hmm. In 1959, the lighthouse was lit for the final time. 
in anticipation for extinguishing the flame. Then keeper Dee Dee Dodds told the CBC, I wonder what the new light if the old legend will die. Well, that was 1959 and it's 2022. And it has not. Nope. Despite all hope. <laughs> Upon the decommissioning of the lighthouse, it was designated as a historical monument with a plaque reading, The mysterious disappearance of its first keeper, J.P. Rademuller, in 1815, and the subsequent discovery nearby of part of a human skeleton enhanced its reputation as a haunted building. According to the Toronto Book of the Dead, officials at the time were split on whether to include reference to a ghost on a historical plaque, with one saying, I can't see it would make the place attractive to children. You've never met my daughter, <laughs> who would only want to go to a historical place if there was a chance there was a ghost there. <laughs> She'd be like, is it spooky? <laughs> well, not really. Oh, never mind. We're no, good. then my past. Hard like, past. Yes, it's very spooky. According to the CBC, literally hundreds of people reported ghostly paranormal happenings in and around the light. These ran the gamut from shadowy figures to unexplained lights in the window to strange blood on the staircase. Keeper in the 1950s, D.D. Dodds, told the CBC, I've been lighthouse keeper for two years and lived here for around seven. There may be a ghost. I've never met the ghost, but I can understand how the legend persists. At least she doesn't poo-poo the whole idea. No, I'm telling you, every She's like, single... I haven't seen it, but that doesn't mean it's not here. Absolutely. And the same with the, the keeper's grandson was like, well, yes, people say it, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to dismiss their, their opinions. And you're like, okay. Yeah, and unlike in America, where it's like, I haven't seen it, so it don't exist. It ain't real. None of it's real. Unless I can touch it. Unless I can hunt it, it ain't a thing. <laughs> we can say these things because we are these things. We yes, are not just... these things, but we're <laughs> from the... Land of the free. <laughs> yeah. According to the Toronto Book of the Dead by Adam Bunch, Mueller's ghost materializes in multiple ways. Some have heard him groaning in the night. Others, like George Dernan, have heard footsteps in the lighthouse staircase or seen Mueller's spirit wandering the grounds, either with his arms attached or missing. A common place to spot the ghost is on stormy nights. According to Haunted Toronto... By John Robert Colombo, Rademuller's ghastly figure can be seen ascending, then descending the stairs, forever caring for his beloved lighthouse. He's going to get those steps in. He's got his Fitbit, finally. He has, what is it, 10,000 steps is how many you're supposed to do in a day? That's a, a good goal. A you good goal. Do, yeah, I mean, you're, you've like maxed out for the week, day one, going <laughs> up and down. 100 stairs. Park supervisor for the islands, Warren Hoselton isn't as convinced Rademuller's ghost still lingers. Hoselton told the Toronto Star, I don't think there's been anything concrete on the findings. If the lighthouse is occupied by a spirit, they must be a real friendly one because you wouldn't even know they're here. They're very well behaved. Well, what would he think? I... <laughs> Hoselton is a very... Canadian sounding name. Hoselton's a character. I love. He's uh he's one that said that folks came and tried to do an exorcism on the lighthouse, and he said, "Dude, we're good. We're okay." <laughs> he said, like, they "But we want to put salt around it." He's like, "Please don't." Yes. Yeah. Then oh. I got to sweep that up. Don't no, do I'm that. Good. I'm good. Well, we went to the lighthouse. We couldn't go in it. We touched it. Yes, because, we touched uh, it, and we're not the only ones. There was. They, there were other people there. Yeah, I mean, we were trying to get the, the spirit box to work. We were trying to get, like, the, uh, you know, my app that I downloaded um, 
which had a lot of buttons on it. I'm not going to lie to you guys. There's <laughs> a lot of buttons. What, uh, what words did we get up next to it? Uh, so, yeah, the, what that I got up next to it was uh, recuse in a way was when I was far away. And then when I was up there, I got the word prayer and come. So, <laughs> you tell me. I put it up next to, like, the keyhole because I thought if he's whispering... Yeah, she had it, like, up in the door. Like, in like if people wanted to come up to take a picture, Heather was, like, right where anybody would take a picture, just with her cell phone shoved in the door. I was, I was like, let me Trying just to get, a get ghost it, ring. like, up in here. <laughs> and you know what? He said, come. So if I would have had a key, <laughs> I would have. <laughs> it was fun, though. We had a great time. Yeah. Um, uh, we could have seen more. There was an amusement park. Yes, there was a, a subway, just open air subway sandwich shop. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you could just eat subway outside. I believe there was barbecue. Yeah, there How's was. How's y'all's barbecue here? Yeah, it's I mean, you've got everything else that we don't. So we'll take that one thing. <laughs> We've got better queso and barbecue, right? To this day, the Gibraltar. Gibraltar Point Lighthouse is the oldest existing lighthouse on the Great Lakes. Even more impressive, it is the oldest building in Toronto that remains standing in the place it was originally built, according to Spacing Toronto. It should be noted, though, that while the original lighthouse stood a little less than 8 meters, or 25 feet, from the shore, receding water lines now place it closer to 100 meters inland. The island remains a popular vacation destination that offers swimming, kayaking, bicycling, large grassy areas to enjoy a picnic, an amusement park, and even a clothing-optional beach. It was beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. And I think we did not see um, housing, but I think people live there. Do people live there? And we were just walking around real high, and I was like, imagine if, imagine like you grew up here. Like, how different of a life that is compared to, yeah. like, growing up in a city and, like, you're just on the island. Everybody's dating each other. Everybody knows everybody's business. <laughs> but you got, like, this it, it, beautiful scenery everywhere. You're like, on the island, there are no secrets. Mm-hmm. But there is a school. I was there like, was that would school? be such a nice place to go to school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's a ghost or no ghost. And it sounds like he's more at peace now. And, I mean, he's he, wanted, he was hankering for a visitor, if I had to guess. But it's... I think it's a lovely, relaxing place with this just, like, nice... It has a nice foot in the past. The girl that did my hair today said she goes every weekend. Oh, that's a party place. I said, so is it a place where, like, locals go a lot? And she was like, oh, yeah, the beach is great. So it seemed like it's the place to be. If I had to wander the grounds for eternity, that's where I would pick, for sure. yeah, Just looping. Although the lighthouse is no longer in operation, it still has a keeper. In 1999... A German fellow by the name of Manuel Kappel volunteered to look after the lighthouse, according to the Torontoists. Kappel has become accustomed to the droves of people that flock to the island to experience the alleged haunted history for themselves. When asked the inevitable question by local tourists, locals, and paranormal enthusiasts that visit the lighthouse, Is it really haunted? Kappel told Spacing Toronto he always replies with the same answer. It is if you want it to be. What a nice thing. I mean, and that can be applied to any haunting ever. Well, yeah, that's reality. It's just it is what you want it to believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what it to be. I'll tell you what. Has Zach Bagans come to the lighthouse? Not that I saw. I don't think he should. <laughs> They're too nice. 
They're too nice for, for people just to be screaming at him. I'll fight you. He's like, oh, we don't want to fight. Do you want a beer? <laughs> He's like, no, we don't fight. We're, you we're want some Canadians. tub beer? We're very nice. Yeah. Some tub beer? Well, so what do we think? Well, I think, uh, like I said, I was invited in, but I did not have the key to get in. So, uh, sorry, uh, Radamuller. I would have hung yeah. out with you. It's, I mean, the murder really happened. There's, like I said, the uh, archivist pulled the trial records. Of course, they weren't totally complete. And then his wife and his wife and daughter were taken care of by the city after he, at the time, disappeared because they didn't find his remains. But I think, at the very least, it's kind of the first unsolved murder of Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, definitely, you get a spooky vibe at the part by the lighthouse. It's set off from the, the walking trail a little bit. In I imagine if you went at dusk or even sunset, mm-hmm. you know, it's it would be a little... We were there in the blazing hot sun, hence why I got sunburned, which, no excuse for that. But it's historical when you see it in the sunshine but i think it could definitely if you were especially walking up the stairs going Mm -hmm. inside um paranormal investigators have gone in there and done evp readings and gotten evp readings that you know how many people are here and they say four or whatever you know and they truly say they have findings beyond just my ghost app (laughs) that i used but that's what i think is there's got to be some sort of that much historical that you have with the uh, limestone, which we also learned recently at one of our stops mm-hmm. here along the tour, that limestone is a conductor of energy, so you, and also water is a conductor of energy, so you tend to see hauntings or at least some sort of restless electrical activity, whether you believe in ghosts or not, around areas that have a lot of electricity and a lot of limestone, and this has those two things. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, in 2018, the paranormal seekers visited, and they asked... Um, how many people are here right now? How many dead people are here right now? Very specific. You can't just say people. No, because people are going to start like, calling roll. What do you want me to do, math? Yeah, and and a male voice responded four. So, mm-hmm. so there's. It's not just us. I mean, I think it ha- and the reputation precedes it. It is so fun that there's a spooky lighthouse that's just sort of part of the landscape of an otherwise very beautiful, it's gorgeous nature area with you know beaches and partying and people are there celebrating. Like you said, there's an amusement park. We were we ate I would say like thirty five pounds of French fries mm-hmm. uh, because we accidentally ordered so many French fries <laughs> and we ate all of them. But I think you know you're kind of like cutting up having fun and there is as you look out you're like this is such a historical area because mm-hmm. even without the lighthouse which I'm glad it still stands you know that was there was once you know the fort was there mm-hmm. and just having land and buildings that are that old and preserving them there's a lot of history there's a lot of history there a lot too of energy yeah mm-hmm. we said if we only have one day to do stuff in toronto we're glad it was there cuz we feel like we got a little taste of everything but yeah it was and gorgeous skyline. and it's it's what would you say i said that skyline Woo. oh yeah beautiful you got a great skyline you got a great downtown but standing there and thinking whenever we visit historical places like spoiler it hasn't come on yet but our show uh, in Columbus, we went to the Ohio. The Gates of Hell was the, Columbus. Oh, G- Gates of Hell. And then Cleveland was the Ohio Reformatory, which is a uh, haunted prison. It's where Shawshank Redemption was filmed, if anybody uh, is familiar with that movie. But both there and today, it's like, man, we're just like a blip on the radar yeah. of history. And to think of like, you imagine all the things that went on there and the d- different time and then you just start getting in your head a lot about time, and then you're like, oh, man. 
Well, we love that. Uh, that how long ago was it that I ate that edible? Because <laughs> I'm starting to spiral. You're like, I'm in time. But Warren Hoselton, the the park supervisor for the islands, who he said, you know, he's kind of goes, eh, yeah, we're okay. He said that every time he walks the lighthouse steps, he skips step 13. So oh. it's 100 steps. You know, you might say, oh, it's just kind of luck. Steps and a step ain't one. Oh, yeah. um, but. He also says he bangs on the stone walls of the tower, and I thought, oh, my gosh, it's like maybe you're saying hi to the past. But he said, I hit every stone because there's apparently bootleg cash hidden in the walls. You so never we all, know. We're all inspired in our own different Something ways. Something fall out. Uh, so now I know that. I was like, well, that's why they keep it locked. There's yeah. money. There's always money in the Gibraltar Lighthouse. <laughs> uh, they don't want us to go in there shaking the rocks. But there was... Uh, there's the plaque is there for you to see it, mm-hmm. and it does mention the ghosts on the plaque, sure which I does. love, and I love the the idea that that's not going to make it like cooler. <laughs> of course, I think it's that cooler. makes it way cooler, so much cooler. So yeah, it gives a ton of history. Well, we had a fa- fantastic time. Next time you guys go over there, now you know a little bit about it. Yeah, now and you. now when you're just walking around with your P's and V's out on the beach, <laughs> and be like, and bees. there can be but. a. No, I said P's and V's. I was saying B's, but... Oh, P's, V's, and B's. And I mean, all of it. It's whatever. Yeah. Uh, now you can be like, man, there could be body parts buried under the sand. Or there's just a ghost in the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, why would, you, why would I ever leave? I mean, why would he leave? There's, there's now a nude beach there. He's like, I'm never leaving this island. No, it's gorgeous. It smells like delicious Greek food Things and just pizza. just keep getting better. Yeah, why would you ever leave? No, it's perfect. Yeah. I'm not going to cross over. Yeah, well, um, that's the end of our episode. But if you've been to a live show, you know that it's not ending here. We got some more stuff planned. Uh, Round of applause if you are one of our lovely Patreon members. Thank you. you, Well, first, thank you so much for all your support. But this is a bit we do on Patreon called Judge Christie. And on tour, we bring it to the road. (laughs) We bring the judge to you. She's riding the circuit. I have my gavel. Yes. Yes. That, that George Brown bequeathed to me. It says Judge Christie, Precinct 13, Sinisterhood. So um, we'll explain how this works. Heather will give us a little um, example. And she said last night, I've got one for you. But she wouldn't tell me what it was because I live react and then we rule on it. And then when we ask you guys um, if you have a grievance and you have to yell out, I have a grievance. And then we will call on you and you'll just walk right down here to where the microphone is and we'll talk to you for for a few seconds. So what is your grievance, Heather, that you've brought to the court? Oh, also my jurisdiction is global and all rulings are final. No repeals. You can't appeal anything. Um, I I told you the story. I don't think I told it on the air. And Regardless, I did not tell it to you in a the sense that I was asking for you to rule on it. At the time, I was just confessing a thing that I had done, which makes it sound like I was wrong, but I don't think I was. So this happened on the honeymoon when we mm-hmm. stayed in a place called El Cosmico in Marfa, Texas. Beyonce has stayed there. It's a campground area that also has a shop. It's where you check in for the campgrounds. They have Uh, teepees, campgrounds, and then you can stay in these refurbished old trailers. So we'd stayed in one of the trailers, and in the trailer was this tapestry. It was this blanket. It was made of Bolivian blanket, hand-woven, and it has a little square in the corner that says El Cosmico, and we loved the blanket. Is it soft? It's heavy, and it's not soft. (laughs) It's like a blanket. for a blanket. I'm thinking of it as those... um, like uh, 
parkas. Kind of like a poncho kind of thing. Poncho, that it, kind of material. Sort of, yeah. And it's, uh, I believe it is like wool. Rope almost. It's wool and it's yeah. it's rougher. But it, you would put it on top of your blanket. Anyhow. So as we were leaving, Paris said, let me take the bags to the car. I would like to repeat, we are on our honeymoon. We are newlyweds. <laughs> it was a very happy time. And I said, and he said, uh, when you go They're check fine, out. everybody. We're fine. They're Everything's fine. fine. <laughs> he was like, when you go check out, will you buy us one of those blankets? And I said, yes. So I went in. I went to check out. And I said, I would like to purchase a blanket. There was a ladder of them. They were all hanging very nice. And I picked one out. I put it on the counter. And the woman said, that will be $350. <laughs> and I went, okay. And I just, I, I bought it, paid, I did it. I just was like, do you take credit cards? Can I pay this in installments over time? <laughs> She's like, yeah, whatever. So I paid for it. I walk out to the car. Paris is like, looks great. So uh, how much was that blanket? And I said, it wasn't $500. <laughs> and he goes, okay, how much was it? And I go, it wasn't 400 either. And he's like, how much was it? And I said, why don't you guess? He guessed, guessed, guessed. We got to 350. He was like, you what? He wasn't yelling at me. He was just like, I just, I would just, what? I can't believe you paid $350 for a blanket. I said, you told me to buy a blanket. You did not say buy a blanket within this price point. He just said, go buy a blanket. And I said, okay. Our finances are shared now, so you better have a good credit score, bud, because this bitch just got so wiped. I was like, all right. And so he, we had a discussion, and he, now every time I get the blanket, I'll be like, can you hand me the blanket? And then they'll put it on me, and I'll be like, oh, it's so warm. It's like $350 warm. Or I'll be like, this is so warm, I would pay, I don't know, upwards of two, $350 for this blanket. So we've made it into a bit of a joke now. But at the time, he was like, you should not have bought that. You should have just walked away. So in to him, there is some number that you don't go above when you're just, like, buying a souvenir. Correct. His whole thing was we he goes maybe for a blanket like that maybe like a hundred dollars 150 dollars i was like it was hand woven in bolivia he was like you don't know that that's also, just what it's like a memento of your honeymoon which is priceless that's what i said i was like to me it was the blanket from the place that yes. we stayed on our honeymoon and now it's become a joke in your house it's going to be passed down for generations, generations to generations <laughs> i'm getting the sense of what your ruling would be i think if he well, I think, one, I think you both learned something about each other, and that's what marriage <laughs> is about. And, and that's things you learn in a relationship as you go. It's like, you're right. You were just like, Paris wants this blanket. He told me to get it. I love Paris. I'm going to get this blanket. To him, he had a mental number that if it was, like, more than this, you should be like, nah, we're not getting that. If but the tables were turned, he would not. That, yeah, know? he wouldn't have bought that. What what would what max amount would he have spent on that? I bet he would not have spent over two hundred dollars. If it was ma- like if it was one seventy five, when you start adding in tax, that's like too much. So he okay despite with- the fact it's like about if it would go over like a queen size bed, and we have a king size bed. He's that- like, it's not even the size of the bed. <laughs> It doesn't even reach the end of the, the edge reach, of the mattress. The Helix that. mattress. Use code Creepy for twenty percent off. No. They have queens, and so you can go get a Cosmico blanket to be on top of it. Yeah, I think you did the right thing, and I also would have done that too. Yeah. I wonder though if Tommy would have. I think he would have. I think but, if you said buy me that blanket, period. Like, he would, he would have he done knows. it. Yeah. But, but if you were like, go check out the blankets, and if you think we should get one, maybe get one. He yeah. Probably, he might not have. Uh, I think he would have. But 
we had, Tommy and I had a similar incident um, last month when we went to a... Uh oh <laughs> This is your grievance. I'm going to rule on this one. <laughs> well, my final ruling for yours is you're in the right. Thank you. All right, I'm going to rule on you now. Okay. Thank you. Oh, man, the tables have turned. The bailiffs become the judge. So we had a fundraiser for Ella's school, and it's like the biggest fundraiser that the school does all year. It's an auction. There's both a silent auction, which was mobile this year. So for like days before the actual event, you could be bidding on things. And, but then there was also a live auction that only happened at the actual event. So I was both bidding on things on the silent auction that I was winning. And then, but no, no money had changed hands. Mm -hmm. And then we could see, like, these are the live auction items that are going to be available. And we discussed, okay, we want to bid on the artwork that her class did as a class together. And then also somebody had donated a vacation, like, beautiful cabin in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, for like five nights. So we we're going to bid on both of these. Well, we had discussed what our max bid would be. And then people started cheering for me. <laughs> when I, ha- first of all, we get there, they give us our little auction numbers. Guess what mine was? 666. And the guy goes, oh, I'm sorry. Somebody has to get it. And I go, oh, fuck yeah. At my daughter's fundraiser. <laughs> they know who they're dealing with. And they with. were like, I don't know what's happening here. And so then when it came time, I was like, okay, we had a number we weren't going to go above for the artwork. Um, to clarify. That number was $500, which is already a lot. I recognize that. But when you are there in the moment... <laughs> And it's you and one other mom from across the bar. This was at a bar. And everyone is cheering for you. And the auctioneer is like, bam, this is one of a kind. Your daughter helped paint this. And they're preying on your emotions. Tensions were high. And I could not back down. Didn't you tell me at one point you turned to look at Tommy and the auctioneer said, ma'am, don't look at him. You know what you want to do. And I was like... Oh, my God. He's coming between the married couples. He was like, don't ask his permission. You're independent. Tommy, (laughs) meanwhile, I was standing the whole time, and Tommy is just sitting there like this. Head down. He didn't tell me to stop or anything, and I just, I leaned down at one point, and I said, I can't walk away. And then it kept going, and the number kept getting You got to call the mortgage company. We're going to take out a lien. We got to take a lien out on the house for this. They're cheering for me. Did I win? Yes. Thank you very much. Never back down. Thank never you. surrender. I will say, when I sat down, uh, Tommy goes, you can't do that again. <laughs> because Jackson Hole hadn't come up yet. And then Jackson Hole, the opening bid was significantly higher than what our max was. So I just went, okay. And I'm going to set this down. And then I didn't bid up. But then my rationale was... Well, we had allocated a certain amount of funds for both things. True. I'm sorry that I spent the majority of that on one thing, but I couldn't lose, and now it looks great in our house. <laughs> you did say it was framed. It, I, came, it came framed and matted, and it's very pretty. Uh, I Googled, how much do you know art is worth? And the internet said, it's well, a good indicator is what it last sold for at auction. Well, then I can tell you it's worth $1,900. <laughs> 
because Christy doesn't lose. God. Thank you very much. Yeah. Before we started, Tommy was like, I, uh, I, he's like, I don't know. I go, what if we, instead of like 500, it was 750. And he's like, you got to walk away. And I go, get your head in the game. (laughs) But then afterwards he said, had he just been sent on his own, much like Paris, if at once it hit 750, he would have walked away. And I'm like, how could you have done that? People were cheering for you. No. Everybody wanted you to keep doing it. You would have let everyone down. No. But he can just walk away. I can't. No. Which is why I'm probably not allowed to hold the paddle if we go to auctions now. Didn't you say you Googled in advance how to win and one of them was like, do not be emotional. Yeah. Set a limit and walk away. And you were like, rip that in half. (laughs) (laughs) All of those things. Because it was like the auctioneer will prey on your emotions. He's certain did. He was very good at it, too. That's auctioneer school. They were like, you spot their weaknesses and you go for it. You dive in. <laughs> you go for the throat. So, um, your honor, am I in the wrong for going significantly above what we was Woo. pre-agreed upon for our budget? As a jurist, a respected jurist, I would like to say that we need to establish precedent and we need to stick to the precedent that is established and as a person who has recently benefited from a real good ruling, I am going to stick with stare decisis, which means just leave it as it is and say, you felt it in your gut and you Thank needed you. to get that thing. And no, not guilty. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Thank that you. was a lot of pressure and a lot of responsibility. <laughs> and I don't know how I feel about I know it. I feel. Well, we have a microphone set up right here to the side. If you all want to uh, line up, we probably should have told you that earlier. Um, and normally, we have you scream, I have a grievance, but because it's going to be a little bit more organized, you can just say it in a, whatever manner you feel is necessary and just be like, I have a grievance, just yeah. FYI, or yell it just a little bit further back. Who has a grievance? Here comes someone. We got some folks. You okay, got a grievance. Go Come on now. We got a line this going. Is, uh, or you don't have to get in line. You can also you just sit wait. in your seat and enjoy the comfort of your seat. But yeah, I think we have uh, our first contestant. <laughs> What? <laughs> yes, this is a I competition. Was, I was very lucky uh, right beside me. What's your name and pronouns? Uh, Joanna, she, her. Hi, Joanna. Hello. Hi. Um, and my, I have a grievance, and I have not warned my wife that I'm doing this. Excellent. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Um, and I love her a lot. Um, so my wife is actually from Texas. Hey, wife. Yeah. Oh, yay. So what part? So is mine. Part. Oh, I'm from north of, uh, south Just of Dallas. South of Dallas. Oh, yeah. Nice. Hillsborough, Neighbor. Yeah. We know where Hillsborough is. Oh, so she's a transplant, and awesome. one of the things that we have had a lot of fun with, because I'm very Canadian, is the terminology differences between the two countries, mm-hmm. and our biggest sticking point is the word barbecue. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I realize I have maybe a disadvantage asking Americans to judge this one, um, <laughs> but... So you're in, saying, does a Canadian say it better than a Texan? I'm actually... Is it's that the, the definition question? of what counts as barbecue. Oh, okay. okay. So the... the the, 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 the thing that you cook on, uh-huh. I would call a barbecue. She says it's a grill. It's a grill. We call it a grill. Okay. See? It's uh-huh. a grill. Thank you. Barbecue um, is what comes you, from a grill. The food that you cook on the barbecue. The what? The food that you cook on oh, it. Oh, yeah. So, like, if I'm going to my cousin's house for a barbecue, we're having hamburgers and hot dogs. No. And she says that doesn't count. <laughs> no, barbecue's ribs and brisket. <laughs> yeah. So I have tried to compromise by calling it American barbecue or Canadian barbecue, and she's not willing to compromise on that. She so. should. <laughs> Never surrender. 
Never surrender. That was my concern. Um, so, <laughs> although you're talking to a person that doesn't really know what the money here is called, and I got a lot of texts about and DMs about calling it. You called it a loony, and it's called a toonie. No, a loony is one dollar. Toonie is two dollars, which makes sense because two is in the name. Yes. But the loon, the, the toonie oh. has a loon on it. Thank no, you. No. The toonie? No. No, no everyone's screaming. Don't it's turn right. on each other. Okay. The loonie has a loon on it. And when they made the toonie, it was just funnier to call it a toonie. It's got a polar bear on it. Oh, there's a polar bear on it. There was actually a vote. It's my favorite. <laughs> there were other names. Um, yeah, so my, yeah, my question is, am I in the right to keep on calling it barbecue when I'm in Canada? So I watch Canadians? a lot of, I know you guys aren't British, okay? <laughs> I'm not about to say something super stupid. But um, they do this like on British shows too. They're like, oh, we're going to do barbecue. And it's like just a, what we would call... That was perfect. <laughs> what we would we would call like um, a picnic, I think. Yeah. I think barbecue has become like an event more than the actual like thing a cookout. Yes, we would call it a cookout. Okay. That is that is accurate. If we went to a house and people were grilling out hot dogs and hamburgers, we'd say we're having a cookout. Yes. Yeah. If we were saying we're having a barbecue, then we're expecting. Chicken. Somebody better have a smoker. Yeah, you gotta have a smoker. You, there better be sauce. There's Brisket. ribs, like barbecue chicken. Somebody brought rub. They rub the meat first. Yeah, yeah. It's sauce a whole thing. Side. It's a it's a way it's like of a life. Full day event, right? Yeah. But so when we go to Texas and visit her family, I'll call it barbecue. Yeah. But shouldn't she have to call it barbecue when it's hamburgers and hot dogs? She doesn't want to do. I mean, she's shaking her head right now. <laughs> I feel like it's it's like home rules. Like, That's a good point. Wherever you are, you, I mean, I think you do have a point because when, um, if you guys come over to our part of the world, and what's another, what's another t- different terminology? I see you have washroom here. Oh, yeah. Yes, and we call them bathrooms. If you, what, Sam? I mean, we wouldn't be like, bitch, you better call it a bathroom. You're not finding out where it is. Yeah. We washroom. Totally do. My mom was always, because I used to date a Yankee, and he called it a washroom. And my mom was like, you don't wash in the washroom. He's like, you don't take a bath in there either. I was like, well, let's just all call it the shitter then. <laughs> <laughs> Compromise. The universal new name word. of the shitter. Um, yeah. I will say, your wife, as we all are, is free to do anything she or we all want to do. You're completely free. However... None of us are free from the consequences of our actions. Yeah. So, if you would like to roll around in Canada using Texans terminology, that's fine. There just may be some confusion. If you were like, yeah. "Come on, to the cookout, and we'll have a grill, and we'll grill out some, you know, whatever," people might go, "Are like, oh, do you mean a barbecue?" <laughs> then you may get corrected a lot, and that's maddening. And so, just sometimes <laughs> acquiescing is the easier route. That's my opinion. Yeah, so I'm, I'm hearing I think, compromise. I think if you're here, you you call it barbecue when it's not. <laughs> And then in America, you have to call it barbecue, which it is. So really, it's just a word, but you're so right. (laughs) You're right. But um, yeah, um, so final ruling, home field rules. You got to go home rules. Home rules. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you very much. Yep. What are other words that we say that they say different? I think I say a lot of words different. Well, that's even in America <laughs> and Texas America. too. I just I now that we're not in America, I've really we're, leaned into calling it America. We're technically in North America. Counts as all three of them. That's 
Yeah, but it's not the, the, it's not the, the Don't states. ruin my joke, Heather. No, I just think it's fun when folks call it the states. I'm like, I felt very oh, cosmopolitan. Oh, yeah, my hair girl today kept saying, I'm just obsessed with the states. I'm obsessed with your politics. I was like, they're fucking garbage. <laughs> be. Don't be obsessed. She's like, it's just, it's so interesting how every state, like, it's different. And everything here is just, we all kind of believe the same stuff. I was like, well, that must be great. Uh, <laughs> it's a dumpster fire where we're from right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was a protest by our hotel today. Oh, there was. Yeah, there was. Yeah. A bunch of people don't like your prime minister, is, as it turns out. Uh, at least the people walking down the street with signs that said, fuck Trudeau. So, we, unless they really liked unless him. Unless they're like. <laughs> and they were like, may I? Because he is, he is very attractive. We, y'all definitely win the who has the better looking president battle. Hands down. Hands down. Hello. Hi. What is your name and pronouns? Uh, I'm Florence. Florence? Uh, yeah. Nice uh, to meet you. Hershey. Um, so uh, a couple months ago, I started a new friendship with this guy uh, that studies with me at university. Um, and I'm a pretty nervous person, which must be really obvious right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anytime you get nervous, just think that I told hundreds of thousands of people how I shit in a bag in my car. So... <laughs> Don't worry. I'll Thank take you. I'll take all the nerves for you. No, no, nothing can be more embarrassing than that than I having just said that. So you're um, good. So um, I have like uh, troubles with um, how to handle my uh, anxiety sometimes, particularly in social situations. So having a new friend was hard for me um, because I don't know how he's gonna handle how I talk. So I have to talk with like a filter. Mm. Um, that kind of thing really stresses me. Mm-hmm. So um, I was having anxiety all week because we had this kind of friend date. Uh, and we've already had a couple. Uh, everything was going great. But I had like too much other shit going around in my life. So I was really uh, anxious. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were supposed to see each other. And I write to, I write to them. And I'm like, I'm feeling really anxious right now. I have a lot of things to do for Mother's Day. And uh, <laughs> it's like a lot of stress for me right now. Could we do this maybe like either next week uh-huh. or maybe we could just see each other with both of our boyfriends? Mm-hmm. Um, and he just uh, replied back like, then never mind. Like just <gasps> oh. fuck that. <laughs> Rude. Uh, you tried to just do a reasonable reschedule request. Yeah, so my question was, mind. was it okay to ask for a reschedule? Yes. And also, like, should have... Because I'm always honest towards As people. You should and be. I'm like, should have Fantastic lied. quality. No, don't <laughs> lie. Be yourself. If he... First of all, you keep saying friend, but it sounds like... Is there more going on? Um, between him and me? No, no. Not no, yet. Yeah, yeah. Not now, after he said, well, never mind. No, no, he's gay. He's gay. There was oh, really okay. nothing well, there. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so it truly was like it's, and it's kind of a weird, hard thing making new friends when you're a grown up. Yeah, it's just, it's strange yeah. and like finding where everybody fits into everybody else's life mm-hmm. and like their social circles and stuff. But honestly, you the foundation of a friendship is being able to say how you feel and being heard and feeling like you're being heard. And what instead of taking from your sentence or your your message, which said I'm very overwhelmed and have a lot of stuff to do. The we need to reschedule a selfish person wholly focuses on we need to reschedule and how that impacts them and fully ignored the first part where you were like, hey, I'm going through a bad time. Mm-hmm. And so a good friend would have gone, 
of course, whatever, we can reschedule. Are you okay? You mm-hmm. seem like you're going through a bad time. Anything I can help you want to talk about it on the phone? But instead of being like, this is about me, mm-hmm. and here's how you've ruined my life. It's like, oh, right. This ain't, you ain't, it ain't the you show, all right? We're all <laughs> the stars of our own movie that here. That's true, yeah. I don't think you did anything wrong, and have you spoken since? Uh, no, we haven't. Oh. I did. I, I thought about writing back, but I was like, what do I even answer? How do you respond to a rude-ass message like, never mind, all right. (laughs) I would give it a few days and see if they contact you. And if they don't, evaluate, like, do you really want to pursue a friendship that way? (laughs) That's a pretty red, big red flag early on. You deserve, absolutely, and you deserve somebody that listens to you and cares about your well-being and... Puts your feelings over just like the temporary, like, I wanted to hang out with you. It's all well and good to be like, oh, I'm disappointed we didn't get to hang out. But not like, never mind. Like, <laughs> good God. Yeah. You did nothing wrong Mm-mm. and you deserve the best. And if they don't give that to you, then bye. Thank Final move. <laughs> cut them off. Cut them off. Cut off. They're dead to you. They're dead to you. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh. Such a this nice great Canadian crew. thing. This is to a great do. crew. Uh, what's your name and pronouns? My name's Megan, and it's she, her. Hi, Megan. Hello. And first of all, your shit your pants story was <laughs> the episode that solidified that you guys are my people. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. It is my legacy. I have just decided that no matter what I do in life, yeah. it's not going to matter. If you haven't that. shared a shit your pants story with your friends, are they really your friends? Exactly. True. Yes, Anyways. and I consider all of you my friends. <laughs> my what is grie- your grievance? Yeah, my grievance is kind of general. Okay. So I, I actually don't live in Toronto anymore. I live in Ottawa, which okay. is Canada's capital, if you guys don't know. Oh. Um, <laughs> they moved it. They, they used to be <laughs> yeah. Toronto. They moved capital? anyways. Back in the day. My grievance is when I'm sitting at a traffic light, the second it turns green, I am getting people honking at me. And every single, and okay, I'll admit sometimes I obviously like glance at my phone when I'm at the light, Uh but I know that they are premature honking because I can see the people across have not even crossed the Uh -uh. intersection. So I know, I know it's not like, I'm like, okay, yeah, I wasn't paying attention, but I know they're premature honking because I can see the traffic across has not already moved. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, do I honk back? Do I just hold the (laughs) brake and put it, do I just put it into park and say, We'll wait this bitch out. Whoa. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, if you are married to me, that's exactly what you do. And it's very stressful. <laughs> he's like, you want to honk at me? We're not going. Yeah. We'll sit here all day. And I'm like, we have a place to yeah. go. And he's like, mm-mm. Yeah, like, not anymore, bitch. <laughs> He'll just go like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, and then Does go. he really? Oh, yeah, he waits. Mm-hmm. I oh, didn't, yeah. that's, and yeah. I would not have thought that. He's like genuinely, Paris has no, he doesn't get enraged, he doesn't get, he doesn't get mad about anything, but somebody honking at him at a green light, when, and he does not touch his phone while he drives, uh, and he's just, he's just like, I'm not going to like hit the gas and go through it, because people run red lights, That's also so you the should traffic. pause, it's you good to give it, you are supposed to look left, and you're supposed to look right, give it a beat, and then you're supposed I recently to took a driving test, and that is true, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is very true, yeah. oh man, so is this happening all over, it or happens. just in Toronto? No, Y'all have crazy happens, traffic. Okay, first of all, I'm sorry, but nobody in Toronto should have a license after coming Jesus. from Ottawa. <laughs> I, I lived it's in Toronto for statement. my whole life, then moved to Ottawa for five years. The Quebec drivers are crazy, but then when I come back to Toronto, I'm like, I don't think anybody here should have a license. You gotta get <laughs> so those like, moving it's sidewalks. terrible. <laughs> you should see her 
Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. See, here's what I was kind of she's, thinking she's was the deal. I when when you started talking, yeah. I was like, she's probably a bad driver. Which <laughs> <laughs> only because someone <laughs> gets really enraged when they drive. Yeah. Great, I'm a great driver. And she yells a lot when people don't go right away. Yes, you're on both sides. Like when they don't go, you're like, let's fucking go. We got places Fuck to be. Way. But then when they yeah, hug there's you, people like, walking through the crosswalk. Can we fucking relax for a that was second? Them a little bit. Like we're... you got to pick a lane, yeah, literally. Know, but... <laughs> like if you're gonna be an aggro um, sitter at a stop sign, then you got to be an aggro driver. <laughs> If you're going to be like, everyone should back the fuck off because I haven't been ready to go, then you got to give that same consideration to the people that are I do. In front of I you. never honk, but in my head, I'm like, oh my God, we've got places to be. What are we on a scenic drive? Let's go. I like the idea, uh-huh. though, that someone honks at you and you honk back, and then everybody just starts honking. Yeah. Well, that's what we were earlier. where honks coming from. <laughs> It was honk chaos earlier when we were driving back. here. We we're like, who's honking? It? Is it at us? And then someone else started going, and it was like a, a flock of birds. Just everybody started honking. I, what, like, I will say, and we in Texas and maybe the South, people don't really honk because it's just slower. And like, you're like, I've sat through like a light before because I'm like, all right. Like, you just don't honk really unless. I honk all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I miss my VW Beetle because it was like, ooga. <laughs> And then people are like, what was that? And they're like, it was a beetle? <laughs> like, yeah, it was. But here we've noticed y'all just walk in the street a lot. And like, and people don't really care that there's cars. It's, I think it is a more, it's walkable, mm-hmm. bikeable, motorcyclable, public transitable that it, I think cars are secondary. Yeah, so. we're the car. That's right. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's true. Y'all don't care that you get hit by a car because you get run me down no matter what. And back home, that's like yeah. If you get like, run over, you're like, well, well I'm gonna be fired for my ten job. feet away from the sidewalk in case the car runs up and hits your ass. <laughs> Nobody's gonna take care of you. Um, I think that um, what was your grievance? I don't, that people just honk like too quickly. Why so people when they honk, honk, should they before honk? it's I mean, even time to honk? Because I get sometimes there's time to honk, but. When they're too quick, like it's like, calm down. Yeah, Nobody's what even, should you do? Yeah. yeah. Should I just put it in the park and wait no. and turn up the music? Well, that's aggressive. <laughs> Give them and all as a Canadian, I don't think yeah. y'all are an aggressive people. <laughs> I would say, you know, pull a Paris. You're like, I'm not moving until I'm ready to move. Yeah. You're like, so, I'll take a moment. <laughs> take I'm a beat. Take a moment. It's like at, when you're at the grocery store and you're checking out and people start putting their shit up on the belt and I'm like, Back it up. Yeah, we give me some space. I'm, this is until I've completed my transaction. This conveyor belt is mine. How much time are you going to save? The conveyor belt moves forward, so it doesn't even matter if you put it True. on now or later. Yeah, yeah. silliness. I yeah. think you're. Uh, yeah, give it a beat. Go when you're ready. So Don't worry about it. Wait a little extra longer than I, I probably. But also, I'd... be the change you want to see. You know. <laughs> your name and pronouns hi i'm tamara she her hi tamara hi um i have cats congratulations two of them and their litter mates are very similar looking this will be important later okay um (laughs) and i just moved in with a friend i've been friends with him for a couple years and another friend yes yes a friend i'm gay um so (laughs) He, we moved in together April 1st, and 
he is already calling like my cats his son and daughter and like mm-hmm. he calls himself like their dad and I always correct I said stepdad mm. please and thank you mm-hmm. and he's like no like he's adamant that he's their dad I'm like bitch I raised them mm-hmm. I paid for all of their cat school food, mm-hmm. vet visits like I paid for their education. You have their cat college fund ready? Yeah. Their health insurance. Like, you are their stepdad at best. Yeah. Best. Right? At best. And, and really not even that. Because exactly. you're not a yeah, couple. We've, uh, we got drunk, like, last night. And we actually had, like, a fight about it. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, Were the he... cats in the room? Did they hear they this? They were. Because. I'm going to upset them. You shouldn't fight in front of the children. You're going to scar those cats. I know. Send them to their rooms. Toxic marriage. I know. <laughs> he was, like, holding one of them and kissing him. And he's like, oh, do you, no. Do you love your daddy? And I was like, how fucking dare you put him down right now? No. So that is my grievance. I'm very upset about it. So it's a cat custody battle. And it, it's also Mother's Day like a couple of days ago. Like It was indeed. This, a slap in the face. Are you making any plans for Father's Day to honor him or no? I don't even know when Father's Day is. So Dang. No. June. <laughs> June something. You don't need to worry about it though because them cats don't have a daddy. Did, You're right. did he give you a Mother's Day present? Uh, they shot on the floor, but... Um, Wait, the cats did? The, but he did cat. not buy something on behalf of the cats to no, give to you? No, Of course not. Deadbeat. Well, yeah, deadbeat dad. Deadbeat dad. Um, that would irk me to no end. Someone coming in and claiming ownership. Like, you get to swoop in and just be the cool stepdad. You haven't been here along with yeah. all the trials and tribulations. Mm-mm. These cats. You, you don't pick, them pick up their sh- poop and he their He doesn't vomit. change the litter box? No. Oh, no. Then he has zero parental rights. My cat threw up yesterday. I asked him to clean it up. Throw up still there. <gasps> also, love that you spite left that throw up out. Oh, yeah. You were like, oops. Oh, like, yeah. I'll smell I it. Like, I don't give a fuck. You I have a live up. show to go to tonight. You're cleaning that up when I get back. Done. I, uh, if he wants to be called a dad, then he needs to step up and act like one. Because mm-hmm. right now, he's just strolling in with the title, and he's not doing any of the hard work. No, you can't just de- designate yourself a dad. The dad title is earned through hard work and putting the time, and it's not all snuggling in the face. Sometimes it is scoop and puke. Mm-hmm. So he <laughs> needs to do all... you got to take the good with the bad. And I think it's presumptuous to call yourself something. You can't... A title is something people give to you and you not something you claim. You need to give that title to him. Yes. yes. Yeah. Thank you. After you he has earned it. You can't just walk, stroll in and, and claim something like that. No, you gotta let... He has to earn it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Yeah, cat custody dispute, that is well within Judge Chris's <laughs> jurisdiction. I specialize in that, and I am giving you sole custody, and it's up to you how you want to do the visitation. <laughs> I wish I recorded this. <laughs> it will be recorded. So yeah, play him this. Well, it will be played back to you. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Hello. What's Hi. your name and pronoun? My name is Lana Sheher. Hi, Lana. So my grievance is with my boyfriend. Okay, oh. is he here? We, he's not here. I'm here with my best friend. Isha. It's her birthday. Happy birthday! Happy birthday. So um, I've been with my boyfriend for many years now. When we first got together. Um, and we've been together for years. So when it first, a couple years in, I've noticed my boyfriend 
never felt comfortable enough to toot around me. Okay. Right. But I, I, if I have a tummy ache and I got a tooth, I would just go for it. Just rip that ache. Exactly. Like, we're close. We love each other. Like, if we got to go, we got to go. If we got to, just do a little toot. It's all good. But (laughs) years go by, this man never toots around me. Never. Does he toot? He toots, but never around You're sure? me. How do you know? If the tree falls. Well, that's the, the thing. I was like, I am with the perfect man who never toots. Like, no, I'm like, this does. this that man is exist. perfect. He would explode. And we're not designed mo- to keep So that in. we move in together. We buy a condo together oh. six months ago. Okay. Congrats. And so we move in Serious. together. Um, and I have a. I sit him down. I have a conversation with him. I'm like, listen, we've been together for so many years. I've never heard you toot. I feel comfortable to do it around you. Me. Is there like a barrier between us? So my my grievance is, I was the one to be like, hey, I want you to feel comfortable around mm-hmm. me. If you need to toot, don't feel like you have to hold it in. Mm-hmm. Like I've done it. You should be able to do it. So we move in six months ago. As soon as we move in, and I had the conversation about right before we moved in together. Okay. You, before you get the keys to the condo, you give him the fart talk? I gave the conversation. Okay. I was like, don't feel uncomfy, boo. I love you. Very welcome. We move in together, and I have never regretted that conversation more. Oh, no. This just man ha- has surpassed me in tooting wow. levels. The whole house Careful is what full. what you wish for. And the worst part is I initiated this. I yeah, opened the did. door yeah. to their tooting and, and now it won't stop. He didn't just walk through. He barreled wor- through. One more thing. The worst part is when I tell him, I'm like, boo, you, you're doing too much. It's too much now. It's like the blanket. I take it back. But it's like the blanket. You had a number of farts in your head. He couldn't go above. Yes. But he, he did not know that. So yes. he's just like, it's Pandora's box. It's been open. It's Pandora's box. And now he's doing too hole. much, and I regret it. But the worst part is this man blames me. He goes, you're making me eat all these vegetables. Okay. Well. All he's been eating before he's lived with me was carbs, pasta, like pizza. And I'm like, let's introduce a little mm, bit of vegetables. Into you changed like, his diet. It's you. So you You're set a the trap. reason why I'm tooting now. So not only am I Dang. the one to open the doors, I only also introduce healthy fiber in his diet. Yeah. And he just blames well, with me. With one comes the other. Am I okay to be mad at this no. man? No. I think you've induced his, you, you've you, induced him you into asked farting for this. You yeah. wanted closeness and you wanted him to be open in more he ways never, than one. Not once beforehand. But it I was think like zero to a hundred. The other thing is, if truly you have any sway over what he eats and you are flatulently inducing him by what you're choosing to cook for him. No I, more veg, veggies. That's right. Saying. Or yeah. offset it or got sprinkle it. a little Beano on there. I don't know. Do whatever <laughs> no. you got to do. You guys have Beano? Is that a, yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. It's uh, international. That seems like only an American thing. So Beano's an anti-farting pill. Yeah. Which, Beano, like, that's what we spent our science on. <laughs> like, we'll solve this yet. Uh, yeah, I think that... It, uh, careful what you ask for. I live in a non-farting household. Like, we... Well, 
when I was growing up as a kid, my dad made it clear, if you want to fart, you got to fart in the bathroom. You go to the bathroom. <laughs> so I, to this day, go to the bathroom. I've been in other relationships where exactly what you said, where it was like, it's okay, no worries. And it was like a fart machine, a, a joke, some sort of a joke shop or something. I'm it was like, burp, 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 all over the place. <laughs> like a goddamn band running down the street with horns in every... Dr- I'm sorry. I lived in a nightmare. <laughs> so... I sympathize. I empathize. I'm sorry for what you're going Thank through. You. But because of that, I am like, we don't, when Paris moved in in the pandemic, I'm like, we don't openly fart in this house. And he was like, when they were, when he was a kid, because he has an older sister, that it was like not, you know, if you got to pass the boys, whatever, everybody's farting. But his mom was like, no, you also have to go in the other room. So we are silent fart. You like fart privately in our house. We're, we're basically that. <laughs> private farters well i mean i mean when we travel you'll like we'll be the, we like we, we don't kinda... like openly rip ass but like you know if tommy's out. asleep and i have to oh I'm yeah not, like getting out of my bed to go no 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 or... if they're asleep the rules nah. are off because yeah. <laughs> you're not hurting anyone they may have a dream that they're walking through a sewage plant or something that's <laughs> they can just deal with that later with their therapist but yeah i think that i think if... you can't be mad but i think you can there's a loophole and that is you gotta start fixing him what you want him to eat. Yes, what you want. So to set digest new him. rules. I think basically. That's yeah. true too. Fight fire with I fire. Will. Fire with fire. There you go. And then he'll <laughs> see. Then he'll see. It's not worth it. And then the doors will close. <laughs> yeah, make it so bad that he's like, I know that you said this is okay, but we have to go back to how things were the way <laughs> before. Can't live like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Final ruling: fight fire with fire. Gotcha. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Hi. What's your name and pronouns? Uh, my name's Juliet. Uh, she, her. Oh. Um, hi, Juliet. Sorry, I had a mouthful of water, and Heather didn't say hi. I said, so. I said hello. Really? Oh, she said it sexy. <laughs> Very quietly. Um, so I just found out that you guys were coming here tonight, and oh, awesome. came here with my boyfriend. Oh, hello. Thank you for coming. And, uh, and now you're going to talk shit about him. Hey. Very happy. We brought to him. Right I said, oh my gosh, they're coming to Toronto, and he was like, cool, let's go. Aww, he never really you. heard your podcast before, and he was just like, I'll Thanks come with coming. you. Um, but my grievance is with him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I turned on him. Uh, so we're both really, we both really love like board games, card games, that type of stuff. And mm-hmm. we're both really competitive. Mm-hmm. Same, uh, all of these things. <laughs> so uh, Monopoly, I'm not allowed to play with him. Apparently there's some black market rules that happen there that if we want to stay together, we can't play that. Mm. Um, so I thought, you know, we could play Scrabble. Uh-huh. We had gone up to the cottage last summer. We both love words. We both love, you know, challenging each other with different words. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spelled the word X. How do you spell it? A-X-E. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody's, if anybody's played Scrabble, you know that one of the rules is that you have to choose a dictionary. Oh. And then, oh. and then um, if there's any contention about a word. How many dictionaries are there? Just, just whatever, whatever dictionary you want. Oh, like in general, tons. Really? Tons. Yeah. But so the, you can be like, I'm playing with like Merriam-Webster or... Well, Miriam you, you would have to Franklin? choose. You would have to <laughs> Oxford. Uh, in, Oxford, Oxford, English. Yeah. Okay, yeah. British is Oxford. Merriam-Webster is American. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, so how did you spell it? A X. So I spelled it A X, and okay. I got a triple words score, and you know, got a lot of points from it. And in the dictionary, there was an A X 
spelling. And to this day, he still thinks that that doesn't count as the spelling for the word X. Was, uh, the di- was this the dictionary you had decided to we use? We both decided on it before the game started. Um, and it, and so, exactly. So my grievance is Does about, it mean the same thing as AXE? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, okay. So it's just two different ways of spelling it. Yes. I mean, if you just... If that was... I'm sorry, because I think that she's wrong. But <laughs> the dictionary says she's right, that y'all agreed upon. So I think you get to keep your score. I had a question... Is it listed as so when you flip into the in the dictionary on the page, is it listed as the primary spelling or is it listed under variants? We didn't even look that close. It was its own word. So oh. AX was its own word and then AXE was Did its it own also word. Have yes. So there was two entries? Yes. What kind of chaotic dictionary are you playing with? <laughs> Did this come with the cabin? It did. It did come with the cabin. The dictionary came with the cabin? You were in Bizarro World. You were in a world where there are two axes. No Wi-Fi and one weird dictionary where the shit ain't listed right. Well, that is bizarre. And usually I, I tend to spell things the English way. So I'm surprised that I don't spell it A-X, but I didn't know that that was even how people spell it. Yeah, it said A. I just looked up Merriam-Webster, and it said A-X-E is the most common, but A-X but is that also... But mean A-X is wrong. No, it doesn't say that it's wrong. It yeah. says, but it's listed as a variant. That's why I wanted to ask, because I think under the rules, if you say the word, we're going with the spelling in the dictionary, that I would say whatever is listed as the entry is what wins, but in this case, there's two entries. Yeah. So be careful what you play what dictionary you play with. You play the dictionary you're dealt, and that's on y'all for using some weirdo cabin dictionary. <laughs> I would have stole that and looked up what else was in there. That's some weird I shit. I think you get to keep your triple letter score, and mm-hmm. now, going keep it. forward, you we all learned something. Get today. your own private dictionary. Oh. Yes. Sec- second private grievance. Dictionary. Just second grievance. He doesn't want to play Scrabble with me anymore. Oh, well, oh. after that. You hold a grudge like Heather holds a grudge. She has to learn. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Hey, I'm Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. She, her. Thank you. So my grievance is actually from first thing this morning. Um, it's a little, it's not as light as the rest of them. It's. Um, oh, we forgot to say no bummers. But if they, but we said that too late. Too late. <laughs> it's a little too late, but you know what? Um, Go ahead. It's, it's a part of life. So this is about death, but so a little bit of the history. I actually come from a small community, mm-hmm. and I came to Toronto to go to college where I met somebody, a friend, a, a male friend. Uh-oh. She did air quotes for those listening at home. <laughs> so um, turns out we went to a party together. We are actually, all the friends there were mutual friends. We come from the same community, but we met in a big city. So we became the best of friends, uh, six, whatever, years. We started a relationship for another four years. It ended on not so good terms. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, he passed away suddenly this week. And considering the circumstances and whatever. I'd asked my, because I'm engaged now, happily moved on. I asked my fiance, you know, I want to make a post on social media. Is that okay with you? Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, I saw your sister's post who I'm here with today and she's on my side. Um, Oh, sides have been taken. He goes, yeah, I want to see some of the photos you have. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. That's like, I want to share some photos and make a post. 
And nothing, like, inappropriate. No, like, kissy photos mm-hmm. or, like, whatever. So I make this post, and he's like, oh, you're, like, this is so extra. You, Like, he took it after saying, like, it's okay. He's oh, like. Yes, this is a theme tonight. <laughs> yeah, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think, obviously, like, Hearing it is one thing, but mm-hmm. seeing it's another. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I took the post down, but half my family's like on my side, half mm-hmm. my family's on his side. Mm. So what's your vote? My, our side, <laughs> much like everything else we've discussed, if you give someone the go ahead mm-hmm. and there's no like, uh, like, borders of what that looks like, then you've opened up, you're yeah. giving them permission. Yeah. Like if he had said, you can make a post, but you get one picture and five sentences. And then it was like a whole thing. But like, if he's like, yeah, go ahead. I want to see pictures. Then you can't get mad about that afterwards. Yeah, if it's going to be a concern over length or content, just say, first of all, as a, uh, I don't know what you want to label me, but uh, if one of Paris's exes died, I'd be like, don't make a post about her. <laughs> um, but I'm just a real bitter person. Well, I mean, it depends. Or I might be like, let's... Well, they, had, they were together for a very long you were, time. That's true. That's true. If this is, he is, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm running for the longest relationship. I'm going to get him. Um, <laughs> but I think if, if somebody is a meaningful part of your life and it is important for your grieving process to make a connection with the people, like you said, you're weighing in the same friend group and you want to make that connection, then balancing that expectation with your fiance. And if at any point anything was going to be an issue, I would just say, oh, yeah, I understand you want to make a post. Like, well, what do you think it might say? Or, like, let's go over it together. But if you give someone carte blanche, the blanche, the cart is blanche. You cannot. <laughs> I think you, you can't move the goalpost later on and say, like, well, and especially something when it's public and it's a sensitive and time. I would maybe sensitive. Yeah, it's extremely sensitive. Like, we're, you know, everyone's grieving. I would just say, like, maybe take a breather in maybe a week or something or a month. He could say, honestly, I had an issue with what you posted for X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. logical reasons. And it could be that, you know, he was squeezing you in one of the pictures or so, you know, something, whatever it is that made him feel upset. But I think at this time you're actually mourning someone who passed away, like in whatever way you are. Cause I think it's weird. Like you said, if some things ended on different terms. So I think no takesies, backsies, like you can't change the rules once they've played the game. And if you do I have an agree. issue, express it to me after my grieving period's over. Cause not everything is about you. We're all the stars of our own movie. <laughs> Good. Because I, I agree. Yeah. I told him it was gone from my profile, but I didn't actually delete it. I just put it in the archive. So unarchive it. There okay. you go. <laughs> Final ruling. Final ruling. We are all the own stars of our own movie. Yes. Ah, uh, hello. What is your name and pronoun? Hi, I'm Sam. Hi, Sam. She, her. Hello. Um, I respect that all your rulings are final. Uh-oh. Um, however, I am taking advantage of microphone time here uh, to comment on the fart. Um, okay. The fart <laughs> ruling. Bring it back. Okay. So you have, uh, are you trying to, um, what is it called? Appeal? Are you trying to appeal? I am. On officially. somebody else's behalf. We're appealing on the fart grievance. <laughs> okay. And We've never hearing... had this happen. Uh, okay. <laughs> I would love to hear it. Um, I respect that both of you have come from households with um, kind of, uh, you know, accepting that we, we fart in private rooms mm-hmm. or however. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I want to suggest, maybe for the benefit of your relationship, uh, if, if you're... Um, partner is, you know, feeling so comfortable to fart wherever, 
you know yeah you know what farting is so natural and it's a good sign of like things are moving and your body's feeling so good yeah yeah, you know what you're eating good you're feeling good things are good um what if with my husband and I, he is a free farter. Okay. Um, I like that we've, we've given them a, a name. Yeah. 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 Free farter. Free farter uh, and yeah. uh, private farters. Yeah, I'm a private free farter. Free farter, private farter. I, you know what? Even though I'm up here speaking for free farters, I too am a private farter. Well, well you know what? You know what? That's what we all need to bridge the gap. Okay. Yes. We're not so different from each other. Exactly. We need to listen. So what's the suggestion? Boundaries. Yeah. Um, I, I tell my husband, you cannot fart in the kitchen. Oh, that's, that's where we that make food. Sense. That's where the food's prepared. That's where clean dishes are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want your poo particles floating around. I, I like that. You can fart wherever you want. Just stay the fuck the out kitchen of the kitchen. The kitchen is the only off so you have room. You just have one single room where you can't fart, not yeah. one room to designate to fart in. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, but, you know, still respecting. I think I, that's I get fair. It. Like, it's reasonable. I worked in a place be... and we had a farting room. We all decided a certain conference room, we were not going to use it for conference purposes that we farted in there only. And, I mean, we didn't always tell the new people that started <laughs> that that's what that was. But they pretty much quickly were like, don't rent conference room B. And you were like, nope. B don't. for butts. B is for butts. That's right. B is for butthole. That's a really good suggestion. Thank you so much. I like that. Yeah, right. that's a good suggestion. Thank you very and much. And I really love you guys. And baby. We love you. Too. <laughs> Thank you. Excellent. Hello. I think we, what, we, oh, yeah. I, we have no idea. We have no concept of time. Never. What time is it? All right. This is perfect oh, timing. Yeah, perfect timing. This we have our last, last one. Perfect. Okay. I don't know. Ex- uh, my name is Christy. She, her. Oh, how do you yes. spell it? Uh, K-R-I-S-T-I. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, there's like 17 ways to spell it. I'll the, allow it. I have the correct way. Um, so uh, this is, what did you say? Nothing. I heard somebody go, oh, and I was like, I she missed said, I burn. have the correct way. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. yeah. no, um, I'm this... really Christine, so it's yeah. oh, shortened to Christy. Okay. Okay. Nobody that's cares. That's go ahead. No, no, I, I care. No, um, Thank you. This is uh, not really, I don't know how you would rule on this, but uh, we have, say, pot stores. We have a, a lot of pot stores. In, oh, yeah. In our, We've in been ours. to several. Yes. And um, we kind of, like, try to go around a lot of them so we don't look like too big of stoners you know go so we tend to buy a lot and um we go often so we spread it around spread the wealth and you know not but every time i go in um i guess maybe because i'm female of a certain age they're like oh let us explain mm. oh. let us explain about they the, weed the, the, the the cannabis experience you mm-hmm. want the cbd right you want like two milligrams and i'm like no, no i don't bitch. fucking want two milligrams Give me that Jean i want like yes, yeah we smoked want, a pre-roll of that last night yes, let me tell you i want i like go the find edibles. your weed store and get one yeah i like the edibles i like the thc i don't mm-hmm. care about the cbd don't come at me with the uh-uh. so i just They're profiling you they are they are Man. i feel profiled i feel um yeah, so, and also, barbecue is barbecue. <laughs> we're coming back. We're coming back to the previous treatment. So you're we're, our Texan, right? We're ending, yes. We're ending where we finish. We're ending where we begin. Yeah, this is our Texan from our yeah. initial yeah. grievance. This is the Texan wife. Oh, oh, yeah. yes, okay. So, that was, that was my grievance. Just Thank you. Stop profiling me when I go into Yes, the, that the does suck. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you would uh, grievance. No, well, we're going to go. We'll yes, find, give I us a list. go to every yeah. weed store before <laughs> tomorrow and tell... 
Take my gavel. Take your gavel in with you. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, Everybody's well. Let's all go. We're doing yes. a parade. Storm the streets like <laughs> We're that. We're doing a parade. Protest today. Yeah, that's... um. Uh, oh. I think you just have to pull a baller move and be like, uh, yeah, I know. I know what I want. <laughs> yes. And um, shut that 20-year-old down. Yeah. It's probably yeah. trying <laughs> to tell you what you want. Yeah. So we were wondering, actually, if people have like their favorite stores, but it sounds like y'all go to multiples so you're not a regular at one. Because you're embarrassed. We kind of like, we kind of decided favorite? on Canna Cabana a lot. Canna Cabana? Canna Cabana? Yeah. In, yeah. And, um, well, we, we live in Milton. So um, yeah. we go to Tokyo Smoke, Canna Cabana. Um, yeah, we go to a bunch of them. We go a bunch of them. Sounds every, like it. Every time we turn around, there's another one. So Yeah. Uh, you always got something yeah. new to try. Yeah. I'm a person that likes to be regular. Yeah. So same. you might have to just accept yeah. that you smoke as much as you smoke or yeah. eat as much as you eat, yeah. and there's no shame in that. And I would Thank I you. would challenge you to destigmatize your own feelings around Thank your you. consumption because it's not it, and also as you know I'm sure a person running a weed store is not like oh these fucking people again they're like hell yeah they're back they're gonna spend so much money and I think there's something to be said I have a, a regular relationship with a, a bartender at a breakfast bar I mean I don't eat I don't drink in the morning a lot of people do though it's like very fascinating to hear the stories of a breakfast bartender, but she knows what I like. She brings my coffee the way I like it. And it, it, in her head, she may be like, this fucking gal is back on, a, you know, eating the waffles again. But it's fine because I like what I like the way I like it. And if whatever judgment she wants to have in her head, she's completely allowed to have that. So I would challenge you to just find the place you like, become the regular what you like, and then yeah. go wherever you want. I think if people do yeah, try to weed explain yeah. you, Christy's yeah. 100% right, but don't you be ashamed about <laughs> being a regular. You. If Thank you find you. a regular place, too, then it's like that's not going to happen because they know that you know what you mm-hmm. like. And then, like, they just have your stuff ready for you when you come in. Or be like, you like this? We think you also might like this. Yeah, and you get good recs. Mm-hmm. I like being a regular at places, too, because I don't like change. Mm-hmm. So, But I do like weed stores because I like to go in and see all the different stuff. Yes. And I will say, Canna Cabana, one of my favorite things is, like, looking at the different labels of things, and all the labels were the same, which I didn't understand. So... I don't know why that's relevant to this, but that was just something <laughs> out there. I kept saying, I've been robbed of my experience. And they're like, you're smoking a joint. You have not. You just didn't get to see the funny uh, labels. I would become a regular at some place. Or, yeah, just don't give a shit. You yeah. know, no, it's confidence. You know you know more than any of those people. You can probably work there. You can own it. Open your own. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the answer. Do. That's the Open answer. Your <laughs> Open your own. Excellent. Uh, and you, you know what you call it? You call it barbecue smokes. <laughs> barbecue. So, yeah, you call you call it the smoke shop, but it's a barbecue place that also sells weed. Oh, it's real, it's real barbecue. Yeah, Texan style. Texan style. <laughs> thank Final you. Ruling. Well, thank you all so much for coming tonight. Thank you, You've thank been you. a fantastic audience. Thank you. We've had the best time in Toronto. Everyone has been so welcoming. We will absolutely 100% come back. Everyone here tonight at the Majestic. At the Royal. Royal. I'm so sorry. I keep getting them confused. We're at the Majestic. If you're in Detroit tomorrow night, you can come out to the Majestic. (laughs) Um, They're uh, because... Back home, we have both. It's a whole thing in my head. Anyways, everyone here has been so nice tonight, so give them a thank you on the, on the way out. Uh, and thank yourselves. 
so much. Give yourselves a round of applause for being the best audience. And as always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Thank you, guys. We love providing Sinisterhood to you at no cost, so if you like what you hear, consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We're a small operation, creating the show for you by researching, writing, recording, and producing it ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you'll also get some sweet perks like ad-free episodes, a Sinisterhood sticker, membership to our exclusive Patreon Facebook group for those enrolling the airwaves and getting into it tiers, a special shout-out on the show, a monthly bonus mini-sode, this month is the Murdoch update, and patron-exclusive video and audio content, including Emma the Asshole, Relationship Advice, Judge Christie, Dear Sinister, True Crime Headlines, and so much more. We also have videos of our experience at the Lighthouse, as well as our experience at Ohio State Reformatory for you all coming as well. And patrons in our Getting Into It tier are also able to vote on the bonus content segment, each month that they would like to see us live stream. You also have the fun perk of access to our Discord server, where you can connect with other fans in real time and discuss the latest in true crime, share personal ghost stories, or just post adorable pictures of your pets. We hop on occasionally, and we host monthly Q&As on Crowdcast, where you can ask us all your burning questions. For patrons not in the U.S., you have the option to pay in pounds or euros, saving you the cost of the conversion fee. Annual memberships for all tiers are also now available. Those that select this option will be rewarded with a free month of membership. For more details on all of this and specific member tiers, visit Sinisterhood.com and click Patreon on the top banner. And make sure you stick around after our sign-offs to hear your shout-out. So many of you have been tagging us in pictures of you sporting your sweet Sinisterhood merch. Keep those pictures coming. And if you want to get some cool swag like t-shirts, mugs, totes, and even clothes for your kiddos, visit Sinisterhood.com and click on Shop on the top banner. The best thing you can do to help us grow is like, review, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please tell a friend who you think would like us to check us out. You can also share any episode by just clicking the three buttons at the top, or Heather's created some great Spotify playlists. So just go to Sinisterhood on Spotify. You can share any type of playlist with a friend. They're all categorized. If somebody likes true crime, if somebody likes cryptids or cults, we got you. Yep, just go to Sinister, you have to go to sinisterhood.com slash playlists. It means so much to us and really helps podcasts like us get more exposure. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod and like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. We also have uh, accounts on TikTok and YouTube. Christy, where are you at on the computer? I am on Twitter and TikTok at Christy or GTFO, and I am on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace. Heather? I'm on Twitter at MCK versus the world and on Instagram at Heather versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shoutouts. Abby Nichols. Tori Bartlett. Nicola Bia. Kim LaFoe. Mars. Kylie. Lindy Wyatt. Marie Helene Paradis. Catherine Carlson. Marie New. Lauren Arendt. Allison. Lacey Johnson. Katherine Davis Johnson. Siri Underdahl. Addie. Liz Mlicka. Stephanie Villa. Kirsten Michaud. Krista Elledge. Aaron Conti. Rachel Sauer. Natalie Stalmach. A.B. Alyssa Pyrick. And Maria Garia.
Thank you all so much for supporting the show. We could not do this without you. We sincerely appreciate it. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it creepy. Bah ha ha ha. Sin